0: Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at RealNerds on Instagram. You can also call us 720 6Nerds5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Camera action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real
1: nerd can talk film. I'm sorry. sorry.
2: Take it outside.
1: real nerd knows who real nerd can follow the blood. And a real nerd out the Let's
0: real Welcome to the 600th episode and some of real nerds podcast for 12 years. We have been giving people the greatest movie podcast of all time. That's what I heard. Um, don't. Let me. I'm not going to tell you what my source is, but someone has told me. Joining me is Brad. I'm here, Brad. You and I have been doing this since the beginning. This is, when, this, when is,
3: is it end, Ryan? this
0: is this <laughs> is the, this is our baby. In fact, exactly 200 episodes ago, we all were here for the 400th episode mm. of Real Nerds Podcast. Uh, this time, we're doing something a little different. But I'll introduce everybody, and then I'll introduce what we're doing today. Brad as always. Hey, and your rebound movie had one of my favorite jokes of all time in it. Thank you. Um, is this old lady died of a long battle of old age. Great <laughs> joke. Um Henry is with us.
4: Good evening.
0: Zach.
2: I uh, I'm actually known as the uh artist formerly known as Zach. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. Use my symbol, damn it. Use my symbol and okay. find me at Paisley Park. We're also we're also with joined by the sign and <laughs> and Corinne, welcome.
5: Hey, congratulations on 600 episodes, everybody.
0: Yeah. Um, Henry, do you remember the first episode of Us you were on? It was Ted too. Nice. Nice poll. I know Zach was Burt Wonderstone. Mm-hmm. For That's some right. reason, that one sticks with me. Like, well, we also like had, chlamydia.
2: We had Maddie O'Connor and Andrew Bueno there, too. So I think that that... Kind of like you thought one of them would become the fourth. Real <laughs> and boy, were you fucking wrong. Uh,
0: no, like I, I, uh, Maddie O'Connor, I really like, I think he's like a brilliant, like comedian, mm-hmm. but he's a little too weird. Hmm. Like, and he does his own thing. You know I, what I
2: mean? Well, I mean, Matt, Matty's one of my oldest friends, so I won't pass judgment on him, but <laughs> I, I respect your opinion. Um,
0: not, not weird in a bad way. I'm just saying that he does his own thing.
2: You, like, you hear that, Maddie? You're doing your own thing, and we love you. Well, I
0: mean, some of my favorite interviews, which you can find on RealNerdsPodcast.com, oh, yeah. oh. is the Maddie O'Connor trilogy. Oh,
2: God, those are so great.
0: <laughs> where he comes back every day at Denver Fan Expo, or Comic-Con at the time, yeah. as a different character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that evidently devolves into us talking about weird crap. Yep. <laughs> um, it's great. Corinne, do you remember the first episode you were on?
5: I think it was going to be Milana, and then it ended up being... You're welcome. ...Manchester by the Sea slash Edge of 17, something like that.
2: What a weird episode to debut on.
5: <laughs> What yeah. a weird
4: combo of Edge of Seventeen
2: <laughs> well, and well, again, Manchester, think, podcast, by the Manchester by the Sea.
5: <laughs> yeah, I think you guys went to see Manchester by the Sea, but then like, somehow it got lost in translation, and then I went to see Edge of Seventeen or mm-hmm. something they like that. They sound very
4: similar when you say them very fast.
0: Yes.
2: Casey Affleck does break down in both of them and talk about how he set a fire to his family in both of those movies. So,
0: so what, I, what I love is I've met new friends, wonderful people, um, Still get to hang out with one of my oldest friends because Brad and I are fucking old as shit. Um, And I get to talk about movies all the time. In fact, we talk about movies so many times that we each have an idea of a movies that people should watch. And assholes that we are, we haven't taken us up on that. So Brad came up with this wonderful concept for episode 600 where we pull together 20 movies each. And these movies have been randomly generated. I'm not 100% sure because of what I got. They've been randomly generated, and we each had to watch.
2: You
3: saw the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's some delay because there's no way I got anime and French shit. And like, all the stuff I talk shit about, well, like, Corinne gets, you know, Top Secret. Zach gets Little Monsters. Like, movies I actually enjoy. To, be, to
2: And you got one of my favorite spoofs yeah. of all time. To be fair, I don't think it was taking any biases in because my list was designed to hurt you specifically. Well, <laughs> you know, and I'm also going to push back because
0: you're, you're pretty active on Letterboxd.
2: I am, yeah. Have
0: you actually seen Cats?
2: No, I've not seen
0: Cats. You motherfucker. Just like Corinne <laughs> put me down for the third part of a movie that's two and a half hours long and the whole time I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? To
2: be fair, I misheard the rules and thought we were still selecting things that we ourselves might have to watch and review. So I thought, oh, this will be my chance to see Cats. No, no, it I'm wasn't wrong. your chance. It was I, mine. I Yeah, I know. But it, it, but it's
0: not the worst movie. I'll talk about the worst movie I saw. And I'm going to grill some people about their choice in movies and how they feel about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, oh, do anyways. Do you think
5: we're the only ones who have to answer for anything, Ryan? I had to watch Titan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yes.
2: <laughs> no,
0: I will push back on the movie I saw was way worse than
2: Titan, even though they're somewhat similar. I'm still um, very shocked that my list ended up hurting Brad the most. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I, I, I don't want to make anybody suffer needlessly, But at the same time, I'm very happy I forced him to watch a George Burns movie. So
0: um, what's going to happen is I'm going to introduce everybody. And then you can pick whatever order of the movies you want to watch So, introduce a movie that you got randomly, in quotes, picked for you. And and you can talk about it. Everybody understand the rules? You listening at home understand the rules? Basically, this was designed to torture people. And for some reason, all my cool movies got picked and none of like, well, Leprechaun Returns, <laughs> uh, but none of like my like really shitty movies I put on the list got picked. I don't.
2: And understand. I have a
0: feeling I got the shitty movies. I even got like Corinne's worst like Studio Ghibli film.
2: Like, how the fuck did that happen? Why? Because Karma. God hates me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's come up in some sorts, I suppose. But I need you to explain these rules in a jigsaw-esque fashion because I don't understand torture <laughs> rules unless jo- Tobin Bell's telling me things. I want to play a game. Okay, good. Now I understand the rules. You all sit on your high horse thinking you know most about movies. <laughs> You're all a bunch of Scorsese stuff. But now fans. I'm going to make you watch a movie you
0: don't want to watch. Watch the movie or die. Your choice. Um, God, I wish I was Also, pay your writers. <laughs> yeah. Finally, you'll go back to
3: appreciating life.
0: <laughs> Dude, I will say this. That I watched the three probably worst movies I could at the beginning. I had to take a fucking break. Yeah, yeah. honestly, I need to take a break. It put me in like a horrible mood. And Kellen's like, "Daddy, Daddy's like, get the fuck away from me." And I was like, "Man, what is wrong with me?" And then I realized I watched fucking climax. Um, so, uh, Henry, I Hi. start with you.
4: All right, well, I guess I'll go in order of the ones that I watched, which means I started with the lovely film *Cat in the Hat*.
5: Hi, Mrs. Kwan. Hi. Thanks for babysitting on such short notice. I'll be back in a couple of hours. Conrad, Sally, remember the rules. No playing a ball in the house, no fighting, no answering the phone. City morgue. And absolutely no one sets foot in the living room or else. Hit me.
6: This holiday season... Universal Pictures, DreamWorks Pictures, and Imagine Entertainment invite you to the ultimate house party. Let's get this party started! (laughs) From Brian Grazer, the producer of The Grinch. Mike Myers. This
3: cat is currently in violation of... 17 of your mother's rules.
6: 18! The Cat in the Hat. Humana, humana, humana. Who is this?
1: That's my mom.
0: Awkward. Um, oh, yeah. That was mine. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yep,
4: yep. Got that one. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Cat in the Hat. Um... I always try to find something good to say about all these movies. Uh, this this was difficult. Um it's one of those things where you can tell that the director uh it's the only thing the director's ever made. I don't know his name because I don't need to. <laughs> um, but the director is a like uh production designer by Bo-well. trade. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. uh and it's interesting because like in the first like thirty minutes I was like, you know, the production design's not bad of this movie. Like it's 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 actually trying to do a lot. Mm-hmm. However, it does not save the fact that every other element of this movie is really bad. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's just embarrassing for literally everyone involved. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're Mike Myers, if you're Alec Baldwin, if you're those two kids. <laughs> it's an awful experience that's embarrassing for all of them involved. Uh, part of the issue is that the hum- none of the humor lands whatsoever... Part of the jokes are definitely intended for kids, which means any, all the parents watching, anyone over the age of seven watching it's going to hate it. But then they have also all of these references and jokes for people who have to be over 50. And so I don't know <laughs> who's enjoying these. Uh, it's just One second, buddy. it's just awful. Just across the board, it's awful. It has the same soundtrack as the live-action Scooby-Doo, which I noted, which is fun. Um, um, but, um, uh,
0: so I picked that movie because Kellen who's with me right now, made me watch it a bunch of times. Kellen, what do you think about Cat in the Hat?
5: Um, I think it's really weird. Because it's like he, in it, he cuts off his tail when he's not looking. And he, make, he has a machine to make cupcakes. I he mean, makes them instead of just baking them in a, with the machines. What is it for? He puts the machine in the oven.
0: Do you like the movie?
5: <laughs> yes, indeed.
0: <laughs> so a nine-year-old loves the movie and he also said that it's really weird <laughs>
2: yeah a uh, nine-year-old I, also greenlit the movie over here. at universal
4: i think i was a little younger than nine when this movie came out and i remember my i asked my mom like oh can we go see cat in the hat and my parents were like absolutely not <laughs> your parents were the smart <laughs> yeah your parents, parents are, are our, good yeah. people so i not, didn't see my, this until years later and my, my I think parents that
2: was the took kind of choice. my parents took me they actively listened to my desire to see it after being a fan of the Grinch. Look where it got me, Henry. Yeah, You're lucky. You turned <laughs> yeah. out all right. Yeah, you could turn out like Zach. <laughs> uh, speaking
0: of, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say about Absolutely Cat? not. Perfect. Uh, Zach, um, I, I also put, uh, I'm going to try to do a two-minute uh, thing on each movie. Yeah. Um, because we have a lot to get through. Okay. But if you happen to, if you're funny and it's, it's a good conversation. I'll let you continue. But if it sucks, I'm going to cut you off. Fine.
2: Wonderful. <laughs> totally, down, totally down. All right. Zach? Well, I'll start on a high note. Why not? So my first one was weathering with you.
6: A special heavy rain advisory has just been issued in the Tokyo area.
1: Would you like the rain to stop? What do you mean by? It's going to clear up. <gasps> she really was the sunshine girl.
2: What do you know about the boy in the video?
4: Stop! What do I do? They're going to separate us.
1: Let's run away! <laughs>
6: One must be careful. A tragic fate awaits the weather maiden. Let's make a promise to each other to always be together. There's nothing more gorgeous than a beautiful clear sky. Hold on tight! I don't want to shoot you!
1: Helped me find a reason to live. I'm really glad I met you. So please, don't cry, Odica.
6: Time to grow up, old man.
1: I need to see her again, even if it's just once. not
2: I had known uh, after getting this selected that this was made by the same studio that made made your name, so my girlfriend was like, well, you need to watch your name before you watch Weathering With You, and she had not seen either of these either, but she wanted to go in order. I think that was good because your name helps me set up emotionally for Weathering With You. I will say, though, that the, the consequence of that is that I found Weathering With You to be lesser than your name, but only by like half a star. Uh, Weathering With You is, I mean, the basic plot is uh, a a kid who's a runaway, uh, lands in Tokyo, becomes a journalist assistant, finds a real-life sunshine girl, um, and sunshine girls can help uh, bring the sun out when it's raining. Um, And the whole film deals with the fact that as many times as she allows the sun to come out with her magic powers, she also loses a part of her life. And so a lot of it becomes about, like, gripping onto that and, like, how to balance your own happiness with making sure that others don't suffer and uh has a good commentary about being a runaway like youth and whatnot and it's just beautifully animated like it is like one of those films that even though i didn't like it as much as your name it's a film that i would rewatch from the sole purpose of watching the artistry involved uh i i think like the fact that they want to remake something like your name as a live action film or maybe even want to try to te- temper with this one i'd be like stop You don't need it. Animation is the right format for this kind of story, and it absolutely sells. Um, And I don't think I've ever been entranced 100% in a Lee Pace performance than I have with his role as the head of this newspaper that takes in the kid at the beginning. Like, he is very, very good in the movie. Um, I like Lee Pace, but this is one where I'm like, man, you are given so much fun stuff to do. You're not just a, a villain in a Spielberg Lincoln movie. Like, you are genuinely having some fun here. Um, so, yeah, the, a, Weathering With You is a definite recommend. I'm, whoever put that on their list, I'm glad that they put that on there. I'm assuming it's you, Corinne?
5: Um, actually, Brad put it on there for James.
2: Oh, really? Well, yeah. I'm glad that I got to get it instead of James. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Corinne, what, what movie did you enjoy first, or hate first, or you just tell us what's going on.
5: Uh, the first movie I watched was Boo! A Madea Halloween because I thought it would be, like, one of the least worst ones on the list.
6: Don't come over here with that damn foolishness. Let something jump up out of this damn box. (laughs)
0: Knock the hell out. What's up, ladies? We're having a Halloween party tonight, so why don't you come on by? Tiffany, what's going on? Chill out, Pops. It's cool. Hey, Medea, I gotta go out of town.
6: I was wondering if you can come by and just keep an eye on Tiffany. No, son, no, I can't come over there. It's Halloween night. You know I like to go nowhere on Halloween. I'll pay you. I'm on my way, I'll be there now. How you doing, baby? Good to see you. I'm glad
4: you're here to help me with her because there's a party around the corner and I want to be sure she doesn't
6: try to sneak out. Of this us. is going to be so wild. These children today, you got to drop the hammer on them. What's the worst that can happen to her? Turn to prostitution, drugs? Hell, how do you think I met
4: your mama? You shouldn't be here, Mr. Wilson. Die in this house
5: on Halloween.
4: He killed his entire family. What the hell is this?
5: After 10, the ghosts come out.
1: What oh, the hell are you with this? no Oh, hell not work.
5: Strange things start happening. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, what is it?
6: You see something scary? It's white people. You see white people. Ah! All my life, I had to fight. Is how. We gotta get out of here. Let's walk. She's a very kicky girl. Don't answer that more no. I saw it in a movie. When she answered the phone, she got dead. Now who the hell is it? Hello, dear. Do you wanna play a game? Ah! She will never let Nice you costume, dude. Show oh. us your boobs You wanna see her? Behold guys. I need a drink. Oh. I used to get dollar bills for that. She's a super freak. We about to get turned up. Oh. She's super freaking. Down. Somebody pray for me. What i hell wrong with it. Let me look up on the hood. Is everybody alright? Mom, I'm scared of you. Ain't nothing out there. My I'm the wrong with you. Oh, hell! Help
5: Jesus! Oh, i Oh, i <laughs> Maybe it wasn't the right one to start with. It's cinema. I...
2: You really should have started with Boo, too. <laughs> <laughs> Only makes sense if you watch the sequel first.
5: <laughs> so I'll just say I've never seen any of the Tyler Perry productions.
2: Yeah, he's not a good director.
5: So to went into this totally cold and got hit immediately with Disney Channel-level acting. And then it just kind of went downhill from there somehow. <laughs> and it ended with, like, a bunch of people... <laughs> <laughs> including teenagers, like, high school students getting, like, maybe molested on this bus filled with fake criminals. What? So, yeah.
0: <laughs> the Halloween movie? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty scary.
5: <laughs> no, that's the, supposed to be the funny part, Ryan. Oh. That's what's messed up. All right. I don't know. It was just, yeah. Yeah. The Medea you,
0: you know are- why it's a good movie when someone's like, I don't even know, this is shit. <laughs> the, the, the,
2: uh, okay, The, the Medea movies are a weird, interesting beast that exists in the cinematic landscape.
5: It was not terrible, like the first 10, 15 minutes, but then, like, once you get to the first scene with Medea and her and her friend are just sitting there for 10 minutes handing out Halloween candy to children and not talking about absolutely anything relevant or funny, it just keeps going on and on and on. And that was the first 20 minutes of the movie. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I've still never seen it. Is it pretty dialogue heavy? Because he used to write for plays. And that's kind of what I've assumed most of his films are. Yeah. Like having seen a handful. It's like, oh, he's doing a playwright's thing. Like he's not trying to be a filmmaker. Um,
5: They just keep talking.
2: mm, Okay. Well, was it riveting dialogue? No. Oh. (laughs) Aaron Sorkin doesn't have to worry then.
5: It wasn't funny and it wasn't scary either, so. So. It failed on both, <laughs> fell ends. on
0: both ends.
2: Just, just a just failure. Really smart marketing campaign.
5: And then like their whole big moral lesson at the end is like they're going to kick this teenager out of this house. They're like, "No, you you're you're such a hoe like you go out on the street." What? <laughs> okay, it's okay, so like the whole conflict is that the actual Tyler Perry, not Medea, but like the actual Tyler Perry's daughter is in high school and goes to this college party and like all the college guys are, tr- uh, like, trying to be respectful of her. Like, they don't know she's underage. But then when they find out, they all freak out. They're like, no, get out of the house. Like, we can't have an underage girl in oh, here. It's,
2: it's his character, Brian. That's the character's name in these movies. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah Brian. Um, so then anyway, they're like, well, you're such a hoe that we're just going to throw you out on the street. And then she's like, uh, "No, no, I'm sorry, I want to stay."
0: Okay, wait, back up. So there is a Tyler Perry like MCU style universe where all the characters are
2: connected. <laughs> Ryan, you don't understand. The MCU stole this from Tyler <laughs> Perry. Nadia
4: <laughs> is the Nick Fury of this. <laughs> universe, so. It's wow. the TPU. Oh, he plays instead,
5: <laughs> instead of instead mean, of an eye patch, it's
2: a big, big ass dress. I
5: think he plays like three different characters in the oh, movie. So it's just Eddie Murphy. And you yeah. can tell which three because they're never all in the same shot at once. The farts, too.
2: I will say, like, even though I don't like those movies, I appreciate how he's been able to build a brand all on his own. And like,
0: well, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's just, he's, it means obviously some people enjoy it.
2: Yeah, he's like he is good There's at 12 what he of does. them at this point. Yeah, he's good at what he does. His He has television shows all over the place. You know, like he has it.
5: And it led to some good 30 Rock jokes. So mm. I'll take it, yeah. I guess. Brad, wh- and
0: regale us with your journey.
3: Uh yeah, so um I'll start well, I was gonna ask everybody, um, did you how much did you pay <laughs> for all your all uh, your lists?
0: Five dollars. Six dollars. Twelve dollars. I think
3: fifteen. Okay, so we're like brothers right now. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Whatever. I only had one Netflix movie and I had to sign up for Netflix for a month <laughs> and that's just fifteen <laughs> alone. So uh but yeah, like I'll go in order of um like the I did uh, Silence first because it was the easiest available one. Mm-hmm. I think it was on Roku I watched it. Um, had to watch it two or three times because I kept falling asleep. Um, so it was really it was a quiet movie. Yeah, Silence, go figure. <laughs> um, but yeah, Silence is a Martin Scorsese movie about uh, uh, Christian mercenaries who are getting persecuted by uh, the Japanese... Uh, um, Government, I guess, uh, there at the time, um, you know, they're just trying to spread the word of God and Japan's like, uh, fuck that. We're going to just kill all of you. Nice. Um, and, um, so yeah, these two, uh, Adam driver and Andrew Garfield are missionaries and they're like, we haven't heard from one of our guys in a while. We should go find out what happened to him. Um, and the church is like, no, it's, it's fine. He's fine. Um, and they're like, no, uh, you know, maybe he's dead. We should, we should definitely find out what happened to him. And they go over there and Man, this movie—it's not a bad movie, but um, it's long. It's long, and it, it like everything.
2: It's brutal too. <laughs> like I fell
3: asleep and woke up to like people getting slaughtered, and um, <laughs> just like yeah, every moment of the movie is just a bummer. There's no fun. Like yeah. you know, they hey hey they like they had a little bit of happiness. <laughs> it's just a, a trajectory of like more bad shit happening
0: over and over again. So like Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
5: Incidentally, I do think this would be better as a miniseries.
0: series. Yeah, that's what it needs to be. Longer.
4: <laughs> Longer.
2: No, no, I mean, just take
5: the three hours and then just break it up like it's a miniseries. Like, it can be the same length in total. Just
2: The way he's describing it, it sounds like when uh, the uh, South Park did that Passion of the Christ episode where all you hear is going,
5: Ah! Oh my god! Ah!
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um. So yeah, like, it's not a... It's It's like well-made, it's well-acted, but the subject matter is just... A bummer. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and, I, I meant that for Ryan, but I I mean, I'm glad one of you guys got to watch it. I, yeah. I think it is. The reason I selected it is I thought it is like one of the most interesting and like unexpected films Scorsese's made in his latter period. But yeah, it's the, like first, the, the, third f- the first
3: two acts are the most interesting. Yeah. And then the third one is just like, and then he grew old and died.
2: <laughs> well, like I mean, part of spoilers, story, bro. Part of that third act is how he wrestles with the idea of faith and like yeah. and the guy he who gives keeps, in
3: he renounces God and he just grows old yeah. like a <laughs> pussy well, yeah. there's,
2: also, there's also the character that he keeps absolving of his sins and like he makes a decision by the end of that to like not keep like uh, like uh, uh, feeling a, like a chump exactly yeah um, I, I do think it's like the three films about faith that Scorsese's made are like some of the most interesting things he's ever made just from that purpose of like you're not expecting him to fully tackle this given what he's known for and he gets very interesting endings out of them. I've noticed, like they're very like unique and different about it.
0: So. Was not that interesting? <laughs> um, the uh, the first film I watched was one Corinne didn't watch but put on her list. Um, hey,
5: I watched it too.
0: It's uh, Rurouni Kenshin. It's actually the final chapter. The final.
4: <laughs>
6: あれは警察に対する明らかな
2: さ、
1: um
6: because
0: i was researching it because i'm watching it and i have no idea what the fuck's going on It literally opens with this, like, dude who looks like an anime character on a train who gets in a fight with a dude who always is smoking. And then...
5: You're gonna bitch about that. and,
0: And then they fight, and the fight's actually, like, pretty cool. It's staged well. But then it's, like, a lot of wire work, and it's maybe 20 years too late. And then, like, there's this huge fight. He beats up, like, all these, I guess, police. I don't know who the fuck these people are. I don't even remember their names. I just know he looks like he's an anime character who's beating up a cop who's always oh, has a cigarette in his mouth. And then at the end he sits down and he's like, I'm done. You can arrest me. Then he arrests him. And then it goes to a, like a scene in this village with these other characters. I have no idea who the fuck they are. And they're talking about, cause this one guy's in love with this other lady. Then they go to this restaurant and then the restaurant gets bombarded by the anime guys again. And they're all like, we gotta, we gotta save this. And that's the fucking movie. But no, wait, wait, it's worse. It's two and a half fucking hours long. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they acting? It's like a cartoon that's an anime. But I have no context for anything that's happening. All I know is they bombed a restaurant. Everybody's pissed about it.
4: It was a really nice restaurant, though. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: It, your review sounds like almost as if you took a hit of Coke and then tried to explain the plot of anything for, like, about two minutes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Ask me what happened afterwards. I have no idea. I just know they were mad about the restaurant
0: getting bombed. And then they got in fights. I, I mean,
5: Ryan, that's like their version of Cheers. Everybody there knows their name.
0: No, no, no. It's, it's their version of, let's make a movie that just has action and we'll frame it around some sort of story, quote unquote.
2: It's Japan's Michael Bay? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. that's yeah. What, So, who is the dude with, Who who's the bad guy? Like, who shoots a, a gun from a tree he pulls out of the ground or whatever?
5: And is she? Sure. Talking about like.
0: The- <laughs> I'll believe you. That's his name. I have no idea. <laughs> I guess you'll just have to watch the first two parts to get caught up. <laughs> nope. Because it was two and a half hours long. It was the longest movie that I had in this, and I go, huh? And I sat there and watched it. Because first it came through like the dubbed version, and it was so it was the dubbed version first, and I was like, fuck this. So about ten minutes in, I changed it over to uh, the subtitle version, and it was better because I don't see this. Get him. <laughs> just <laughs> driving me fucking insane. Uh, but, yeah, that that was that movie. I don't know. There's some cool action in it.
5: Yeah, it makes more sense if you've seen the rest no, of it. No,
0: I think it's still going to be a shit movie, but, you know, cool.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, of all the Roroni Kenshin movies you could have ended up with, that's the worst one for you because you had no context. You might like the other two, nope. but yeah, I know you're not going to watch them now.
0: No, I, I got a total bad taste in my mouth. A movie that no one's seen is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make someone else watch this. The best- I
5: watched it too, Ryan, so we could have this uh, discussion. <laughs> the, be-
2: the best the best, possible scenario, the best twist in this would have been if Ryan said, uh, strangely enough, I understood every single thing that was going on <laughs> no. in this movie. no.
0: They're very cliched anime characters, though. and a live action film is all I got from it.
5: So I will say that this like that. is the final chapter of... So, like, the manga got adapted into an original anime, but that part of the manga never got adapted into anime because it got canceled before then. So that's, like, the yeah, final what? arc I hadn't seen. Uh, so it was kind of nice closure. If you know those characters, you know that story.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean... You know, but, yes, they did, for you, it would have been bad. They did bomb the restaurant. <laughs> With a tree gun.
5: Well, there you go. And that's, The gun? funny thing is,
0: uh, I'll wrap this up. The funny thing is, it's like, oh, man, this is a lot of action right away. And there must be, like, some overarching thing. No, that's, like, the, the highlight of why they're pissed, is this restaurant.
5: They attacked other people, too. They attacked the police chief's house. All those other, you know, yeah, other coming places. Coming back to
0: the restaurant, because they all were talking about, I, I didn't remember, some girl that, the, or the guy, the girl liked the dude. And then they're, oh, yeah. I mean, they did have the typical, (laughs) like, moments, you know, in the restaurant and, you know, whatever. Anyways, Henry, you watched another movie.
4: I did watch another movie. It was called New Year's Eve.
3: Three, two, one. That's the biggest night of my career. All these people have come from all over the world tonight just to be here.
1: Don't just dump them. Float them in the wind. It should be magical.
6: (laughs) It only happens once a year. New Year's Eve. (sighs) Okay. It's a time when hopeless can be romantic. Last year, I met a woman, and she was extraordinary.
5: You're going to meet her, aren't you?
6: And a resolution can become a revelation. That looks like a long list. You better get on it.
5: If you can make these resolutions come true by midnight, you get these. Four tickets to that party, you called the right guy.
6: And when one night
2: change everything no 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 no! this thing is dead it doesn't work call the super you don't work either hello new york city i want to
6: go to times square tonight that's highly doubtful you know i'm 15 mom i know this
1: is not a training bra and this is not girls gone wild the first baby delivered in the new year it's 25 grand oh it's on
5: let's go honey. nobody wins when pregnant women fight
1: you're impossible Ooh. Resolution number two. Breakfast at Tiffany's. ground.
0: Talk to me. Talk to me! What? Because it's New Year's Eve, you want another shot at it? Ah.
6: She's <gasps> just fooling around.
1: I like fooling around, too. <laughs> Here we go! Get your noise
3: makers ready!
4: Let's do it! Is it New Year's Eve? Is it?
5: You've gotta do something to get you out of your New Year's Eve funk! We could have our own party.
6: You went out for a slice of pizza. And you may have run into the one. Who are you going to yes. kiss at midnight? Well, I mean, you know what that is? Insanity. No, serendipity. And the countdown begins.
1: <laughs> well, there's going to be more celebrities here than we have. I'm freaking out. What do you think? You look hot. Wow. <laughs>
6: For this one magical night, it's about getting another chance Yay! to do more, to give more, to love more.
5: Because that's what New Year's is all about.
6: That and a good party. Nothing beats New York on New Year's Eve. Uh, this uh, is ensemble.
4: A, it is an ensemble. Uh, I don't remember half the cast because this was two <laughs> weeks ago. So, um, but uh, unsurprisingly, the movie follows New Year's Eve in New York City. Shut the uh, fuck up! Yeah, it's, it's a magical. beautiful, it's a beautiful time. Uh, the one thing the film really fails on is that uh, Zac Efron never fully rails uh, Michelle Pfeiffer like I <laughs> wanted him to. Does he take a uh, shirt off though? You know, I don't think he even does that, What? which I think is just a crime against humanity. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's um, like,
0: that's like the Zac Efron, yeah, you know thing.
4: Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else even worth mentioning in this movie. I'm trying to think, so we have Michelle Pfeiffer, who's not going to get railed by Zac Efron. We have um, Boys Don't Cry is trying to host is trying to drop the ball, uh, and that doesn't go well. And <laughs>
0: Are you talking about Hillary
4: Swank? Yes, I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Um Oh, Robert De Niro's in this movie uh, as uh, someone's dying dad and it's so clear that he only agreed to it because his entire character is in a hospital bed the entire time not emoting whatsoever and he was probably there for a total of 5 hours nice. like on set. Uh, it was the easiest paycheck he's ever gotten and it's honestly hilarious to go from like we're having our New York adventure, New Year's Eve, and then it cuts to dying Robert De Niro <laughs> like
3: Hey, I'll do it as long as you kill off my character, so I have to
0: be fucking
4: yeah. Dead? <laughs> so. so
5: does he die at midnight? Probably, I don't remember. So
3: <laughs> the hospital is in a building that has the ball on top of it, and the ball it just comes crushes. down and crushes. <laughs> See, I
2: never would get on I, board with that movie. So Henry, I only got to watch this film in bits and chunks when I worked at a movie theater, yeah. but I never saw the ending. Did somebody come in and shoot Robert De Niro in the face? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's a good way for it to end for yeah. him. Well,
0: I'm tired of pretending it doesn't end that way. That was that was a Joker reference. <laughs> but when he shoots
2: yeah Murray yeah and, he's like, and I'm tired of pretending that's not instead mm. of instead of Joaquin Phoenix it was Gary Marshall dressed as a Joker <laughs> shooting him in the face
5: so it sounds like the best thing that came out of this movie is the 30 Rock joke about the Martin Luther King day movie where it has the <laughs> same premise of like an ensemble cast of like all yeah. these you know young people out looking for love
4: I guess. I, I would make a good argument that nothing good came from this movie. Um, it killed Gary Marshall. It killed Gary Marshall, so. No. You know, I think it's an okay movie, but it's not a great final movie, so. But anyway, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Swan
2: songs rarely are great. <laughs> Zach? All righty. So um, I took a, a journey back to a franchise that I have not visited in a while, which is uh, the Leprechaun franchise. Nice. I got to watch Leprechaun Returns.
6: Uh, you must be one of the girls. Fixing up the old house way out there from campus. You know about that? Small town.
1: My mom used to live here.
6: She didn't tell you anything about the place where you're going?
1: No.
5: Everything okay?
6: Yeah, everything. He made sure of it. <laughs> you guys really going off-grid?
5: By the end of summer, we'll have moved all our electricity to solar and all our water to the well. There's no internet? No internet. And no cell service either. <laughs> Hello?
6: got a lot of killing to make up for. <laughs> this can't be real. Do I look like a figment of imagination to you? I want me gold. Here's a thing my mom always said was real. Burn Blew me down the well to rot.
5: There is a deranged dwarf obsessed with money in the kitchen. It's a leprechaun. He would murder anyone for his gold. Why
6: do you look so sore? Audiences love lots of gore.
5: I spent last summer stopping poachers from killing sea turtles in Costa Rica. I can handle a bunch of pocket-sized pixies.
2: Um, Now, uh, I do have a written review that I'll talk about, but before that, I'll I'll lay out the basic plot of this. So the daughter of Jennifer Aniston's character from the first movie. First of all, Leprechauns 2 through Back to the Hood don't matter in this movie. Neither does Origins. Uh, This takes place years after the original. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's daughter, a character's daughter, uh, is heading over to a sorority house that is going to be built in an eco-friendly fashion. Um, the only returning character from the Leprechaun franchise, um, is Ozzy, I think his name is, yeah. Uh, he gives her a lift into town, and he's just like, oh, you shouldn't have to worry about anything. Like, And, and he says this without any real hesitation in his voice with a bunch of, uh fucking four-leaf clovers attached to his car, and she never asks once, hey, what are those four-leaf clovers for? Oh, wait, she does. She says, are you Irish? And he goes, oh, no. (laughs) It's like, well, that's very dismissive of the Irish people. Um, But so she settles into this new sorority house. It's filled with every cliche in the book. uh, And uh, the Aussie character, unfortunately, uh, resurrects the leprechaun who— Borns himself out of his stomach, uh, and kicks him around for a minute, and, uh, the leprechaun goes out and does his thing. Sadly. Legacy
0: characters are not safe in reboots.
2: Exactly, yes. It's, uh, much like the way, uh, much like the way Tommy Doyle went in Halloween Kills. This guy kicked the bucket pretty early on. So the leprechaun goes out on his, uh, killing spree, but he does not have his gold, so he is weak. So he has to kill people in order to get enough strength. To then interrogate people for the gold, uh, and the movie follows um, a standard slasher trope. One by one, all these people get uh, knocked off. I will say I found it interesting that they played to one of the characters saying, "I will actively give up the f- the lead female character in exchange for me and my friends to survive." Uh, and the way she gets her, uh, her 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 dues at the end of the of a scene where she's running through a sprinkler field and uh, has one of them uh Flung into her uh chin is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> um, the movie is fun leprechaun goofiness The only reason it's two and a half stars is because there are two things that I did not like about this movie number one uh I did not appreciate how this movie thought it was smarter than it actually was. This script is absolutely up its own ass uh and also there is a filmmaker student uh student filmmaker character in it. And I don't mind that character trope. If you want to do that, so be it. But every single piece of dialogue out of his mouth is referencing some director and I'm like stop it just stop it stop it it's like in remember remember, <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna say do you feel
4: too seen <laughs> no? I do kind of
2: but you remember Halloween Resurrection where that guy is setting up the camera and he yells at Tyler Banks uh, or Ty- Tyler Banks and he's like I went to USC same film school as Spielberg hmm. well imagine that but ten times over at one point Werner Herzog is name dropped in this movie and one of the sorority go- girls doesn't know who that is and says Werner Herzog will be proud of you <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and I cannot stress this enough I, I, I genuinely again I, I don't have a problem with the movie as a whole I think it's good leprechaun fun I do appreciate it I, I have some of the jokes in it I think it's it's very very hell-bent on making fun of eco-friendly uh procedure and I'm like well that's strange uh but this is the review I wrote for the film Do you think Werner Herzog worked his way up and rose to the occasion of filmmaking in unruly places across the globe, struggling to get projects greenlit, all of that in the hopes of making it so big that he would be name-dropped by a stereotypical film student character in Leprechaun Returns? Well, it doesn't matter what Er Werner Herzog wants, because it's happened, and now we have to accept this world as it now stands. That's it. (laughs) And the Leprechaun doesn't get his gold. So, you know. No no one wins. No. 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 But he does survive and hitches a ride on the back of a chicken cart. That's right, <laughs> and you know, because because everybody expected that to happen. Um, I will say the guy who's playing the leprechaun, not Warwick Davis, very good in the role. Yeah, he like, handles himself very well, and that's like those are big shoes to fill. And that was not an ironic statement. Um, uh, he handles himself very well. He handles the humor very well. I do like when he throws a bunch of uh, Crocs in the trash and he goes, maybe you're doing fashion a favor by (laughs) letting these die. Corinne.
5: All right, I'm going to tear this Band-Aid off. The second movie I watched was Titane.
4: I'm honestly proud of you for having that be
2: the second yeah movie you're watched. you're the <laughs> bravest person here
5: i think it was just because i just wanted to get it over with thankfully jerry i was happening to tell jerry about all this and he's like oh you got Titan? that movie is terrible and he starts telling me some of the plot and it just got to character has sex with a car and i just was like <laughs> what <laughs> so i read the entire film synopsis beforehand
3: Okay, you're supposed to watch it. <laughs> I I, I, <laughs> I did it. watch it.
5: Okay, I did watch it. I just read it ahead of time. Thankfully, I did because I knew it was coming, and that made it a little tiny bit better. Like it was still absolutely glug, garbage. Glug, I glug, cannot glug. believe this movie got made somehow. Like
4: one con, it won the <laughs> highest award in <at> con.
5: <laughs> How? <laughs> What it it's was? Ours. It, it was a strange. It was a
2: strange year. This... Everybody was coming off the pandemic. Yeah,
5: yeah, See, like I saw the film critic scores ahead of time, and I was like, "Oh, so maybe this isn't that bad." And it said something about like, "Oh, it's like a thriller horror." I'm like, "Maybe this will be interesting." No, I don't it's know. about I just...
4: chosen family. Oh, that chosen family God. being a car.
2: <laughs> so... It's like Fast and Furious, but if David Cronenberg directed.
5: Okay, it. the f- whole first half of the movie just. I wanted to barf everything that happened you know killing people having sex with cars trying to give yourself an abortion with hair sticks you know it's just there's something really
0: funny about corinne explaining this movie to me like i think the movie is fucking garbage too but corinne's explanation there's people having sex with cars and abortions
2: did you take some coke and describe this film
5: I mean, I kind of wish I would taken Coke before, and it, maybe it would have been better. I don't know.
3: Just imagining Ned Flanders' his wife trying to describe it. Just like,
5: <laughs>
3: so somebody think of the children.
5: <laughs>
2: or hell Lovejoy. love, Joy.
5: And then more killing, and just... But then, somehow, it kind of got good.
0: Oh. Like, not, not, not,
5: not really. Not Whoa, really. Whoa, that's a swerve. Not really. It was more of... The first half was so utterly terrible that the second half wasn't as terrible, and so then that was like, and there was more t- tension because it I was, like, you were I was like,
4: say tits. It's like, what? Yeah. Oh my! Oh, there's my, a lot of tits.
0: Oh note, yeah, there's tons. Side note,
5: Ryan, I don't know why I got so many movies with naked women in them. But if I never see a naked woman again, it'll be too soon.
0: No, no, that makes movies great.
4: I really like the part where she starts lactating motor oil. It's
0: my <laughs> favorite part of the movie. So. Oh, my gosh. Just the
5: fact that that sentence exists. We we were
0: just waiting because I'll never forget when she got picked this movie. (laughs) And the randomizer is like, if anybody could get, well, actually, I think I got my, like, if I could pick a nightmare movie, I definitely got it. But yours is really close, like super close.
5: Okay. So, like, the second half where, you know, she gets sort of adopted by this firefighter captain. Yeah. And has to pretend to be a guy while she's pregnant somehow. Um, which, at one point, he, like, picks her up and, like, holds her, like, against his back, chest, shoulder, something. And I'm like, first of all, how do you not feel her pregnant stomach against you? And how do you not feel that she doesn't have a dick? I don't know. It was just bizarre. Well, if I, if
4: I was lifting up my son, I wouldn't go feeling around for his dick.
5: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, you wouldn't, but wouldn't you feel that it just wasn't there I it was just weird. Anyway, so.
0: I know. Pick judge, up I'll Brad and find you. out, Corinne. <laughs> <What>?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anyway, anyway, it was just, like, Do you feel it had deck? slightly Do you feel more attention <laughs> and actually. This doesn't make like, me hard enough. <laughs> less murder made it easier to watch. I don't know. It was.
0: We're the fucking worst.
5: Yeah. Somehow, like, the second half was not as bad, and that made it sort of watchable. <laughs> right. And then, of course, the ending was just weird. So,
0: well. Brad.
5: <laughs> Who put that on the list, by the way?
3: I, I put it on thinking Ryan hadn't seen it. So I was hoping he'd get it. Oh, I was I've like, seen oh. it. Yeah.
2: I was like, this is something he'll hate. Um, hey, Ryan looks up for all movies uh, that ha- involve sex with cars. Oh, yeah. It's
5: After uh, this recording, you want to go into a dark alleyway? And, and fuck and- a car.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through the gas cap.
0: <laughs> I, yes. uh,
5: I might have a can of gasoline and a lighter oh, to yes. introduce you to.
3: Damn. <laughs> Threatening violence. Again, Ryan Didn't, didn't know was gonna come to this.
0: Movie. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Brad I, I picked I picked actually pretty well, maybe cat in the hat, but I I picked some like fun movies. Yeah. Brad, what's your next film on your journey? uh yeah so uh, silence is probably
3: the best no it was the best of the six i had um so um yeah next on my list uh was probably the worst one i watched which was oh god meet
6: jerry landers just an average guy married father of two every day he drives his late model car to food world where he is assistant manager in line for a promotion Right, personable competent Jerry Landers has every reason to believe he's a young man with a future. And he is. But it isn't at Food World. Read this. God grants you an interview. It's a gag. Pretty crazy gag. Not, uh, not what you expected. Show him this. Warner Brothers presents John Denver and George Burns in... Oh, God... I thought you didn't believe in me. Uh, that's just an expression. I'm more than that. I want you to spread the word. There I am. I exist. And you think it's God. Well, he thinks he's God.
2: And I'm in no position to argue with him.
6: I'm not a nut. The ball is rolling. Right over me. Now watch over you.
1: Jerry, are you seeing now that you saw God?
6: Three times. Yeah, three times. I can't make appearances all over, don't you understand? No, I Any don't. People would be dropping dead on hysterics. Can you sign this, please? What if it oh. were you? What if you were given a chance, Jerry, to meet and speak up here with God? Let's go for a ride. What would it take to convince you it wasn't a joke?
1: Change the weather. Little rain? Yeah, a, a small shower.
6: One small shower, you got it. It's
1: not raining outside. Gee, it's just in here. This is fantastic. Thank you.
6: Here it is, as seen through the eyes of Jerry Landers, God. What would be the reaction of your friends and family?
2: You're gonna get kinda arrested.
6: Of we had the papers. A little TV. I'm,
2: I'm liable to lose my job. Now I am not crazy.
6: Well, God may have been interested in talking to you as an assistant manager. Now, we'll just see how he feels about you as a bag-stuffer.
2: And I don't need some child psychiatrist to tell me that I didn't talk to God because I did. Lose
6: a job, save a world. And of all the people in the world, why would he...
2: I, I am not crazy.
6: Pick you. Want to try a little harder to get the word out? Well, I, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give another shot. That's my boy. Oh, God. A funny, feel-good sort of movie about a mixed blessing. Oh, fuck you. You devil. The
2: uh, 1977
3: film... Which uh, I did some research. Really, America? Like, you took a week off from Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, that's the break in movie watching I need to watch. You
2: don't understand. George Burns was playing God. America had to fucking go.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. This movie is so friggin' frustrating. Um, How? (laughs) It's the story of Jerry Landers. Yes. A dude, uh, well, John Denver, um, who works (laughs) at a supermarket. Um, He's... Roads, a department manager take me home. <laughs> and then uh, it, his life is going perfectly fine. There's nothing going, like wrong. <laughs> and then God just dis- shows up um, first as a voice in a uh, speaker box telling him like, and he invites him downtown to a random room um, in a building and says like, Hey, I need you to spread my message for me. I, I've noticed people stop believing in me and uh, the message. I, I need you to reinvigorate them. And for, like, the next hour and a half of the movie, is just being, like, Jerry saying, uh, you know, I don't know how I can convince them, and it seems like it would be way more efficient if you just showed up in person and did it yourself. And God's like, no, I can't do that. It's, I can only talk to you through the speaker box. And then, I don't know, like, two scenes later, uh, George Burns materializes as God and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, debunks that argument um, and tells him, like, you know, okay. So the first thing didn't work. So now I'm going to do it in person, and uh, it, hopefully this will convince you that you're not going crazy and this is real. And uh, again, I'm sitting there going like, if God can just do this, I don't know why He's wait- He's ruining Jerry's life. Um, well,
2: I mean, God is a dick. I mean, did John Denver at least thank him for being a country boy? <laughs> <laughs> The, the, I, the, what what you're posing with it of like him showing himself like the idea is that he's trying to it's similar to dogma it's about faith and like the, and he's trying to spring that organically at least up until the very end where he's just like all right my 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 voice prophet is going to go to prison or get stripped of all his finances I have to step yeah. in now
3: the all powerful God who can foresee everything and has made everything uh, he did everything in one day. Mm -hmm. Um, and thought about how to do it for the other five days Um, finally just gives up shows up in the courtroom shows everyone that he can appear and reappear out of thin air and then the next scene the judge is like I saw that but I'm still gonna rule against you (laughs) I still don't I I can't I can't rule because like I I did see that but I I can't prove that still yeah like these fucking people. <laughs> this movie sucks. Carl uh, Reiner didn't write it, so he directed it. He directed it, but yeah. he didn't write it. It's based on some other book. Um, A very
2: good book by Avery Corman. I love this. We'll film. have to take your word
3: on that. George, there's one scene where uh, George Burns shows up uh, in his car, Jerry's car, as he's driving home, and to, again another instance where Jerry's already like convinced that God is talking to him. God is like, oh, I'll prove it one more time and make it rain inside the car um and there's like uh yeah you know, whatever I watched now I was in HD so you could see that uh George Burns like they made a, a like a plastic version of the clothes he's wearing right so that they could <laughs> spray from their back seat with like a super soaker mm-hmm. um and also I guess you know George Burns didn't want to get wet for the scene so yeah um and also like I felt like he like they wheeled him in and just he's like reading the lines off camera and he's doing his best <laughs> spin on them.
2: There, there's a high possibility that he had that at this point, being, yeah. being up in his 80s. Um, like the, re- I wa- the reason why I might have thought you might enjoy it was how it uh, bashes organized religion in the process of this film because it takes a good so- soft whack to uh, televangelism and stuff like that. Oh, yeah.
3: That. Uh, yeah, Paul Sorvino. I forgot about that. It's funny because I also watched Cruising this week. <laughs> so I yeah, got like a Paul Sorvino... Uh, feature movie, but yeah like uh he, like I was like did they dub him because that doesn't sound like Paul Sorvino <laughs> at all um but yeah what yeah it was, it was I wouldn't say it was bashing it was just like I don't know quaint don't,
2: it's poking it's poking holes in their logic yeah yeah
3: and well, I, I feel like
0: plenty of people have done better since then but anyway oh yeah gone no, way that's, over time
2: that's, that's there's no doubt of that. All right.
0: Um, because this one's gonna be short, so the least consequential movie on my list that I watch, and I'm I'm going out of order because it's not fun to do it in order. Um, and as the last one I watched was *Earwig and the Witch*.
1: You haven't
2: ever wished a family would adopt you, have you? Nope! Anybody who'd choose me would be pretty unusual.
1: <gasps> <sighs> we'll take this one. For the first time in my life, I'm being made to do something I don't want to do!
5: Now then, let's you and I get a few things straight. My name is Bella Yaga. I'm a witch. Great! You agree that you'll
4: teach me magic, and I agree to help you out.
1: If you work really hard, I shan't do anything to hurt you. A love potion
2: for the boy next door? Oh, look these are pretty useless to me.
1: The spell I believe you're looking for is somewhere towards the back.
5: Hang on, you actually talk?
3: Of course I do, just not very often.
5: In this
1: household, there's one rule that's crucial.
3: You must on no account
6: for any reason ever dare disturb the Mandrake! Don't be rude. Don't disturb
1: me! i What, Ewig?
6: A hole left by a witch can only be filled by a witch.
1: I'll be learning magic! Well, so I was told. Can't wait to start!
0: First, thing you watch, you can't believe it's a Studio Ghibli film because it is so plastic and not—it doesn't look nice. It's are only 3D animation. Yeah, well, and it's right? bizarre. Yeah. I don't know why they did. I've it.
5: seen commercials that are animated better than that movie. Yep,
0: and the the story is just, oh, there's this orphan girl and her mom's a witch, and then she gets adopted by another witch, and because the witch wants her to have extra hands around the house, and then the one witch is in a band. I'm like, okay, and that's the movie.
4: The one fun thing about that movie is that it's directed by Miyazaki's son. Yeah. And it's so bad that Miyazaki decided that he was not going... He's going to come out of retirement because clearly <laughs> his son can't handle it. So. I think
5: the two worst Studio Ghibli movies were directed by Goro Miyazaki.
0: Yeah, it's just...
5: Well, it's... Because it's hard because... It,
0: I wouldn't say it's le- a terrible film. It's just nothing. Who no fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. Like, you're watching it and you go... Because most studio... Ghibli films, you're going, oh, there's some sense of wonder to them, and the animation is stunning. Even in the films, I don't really enjoy that much. I'm like, okay, well, you know, The Cat Returns is okay, but I really like the animation, and it's really pretty. Um, and there's, like, a sense of magic to it. This is literal magic, and it's boring as fuck. And it just... And the little girl in it's bratty as shit. I'm like, fuck her.
4: Well, you can't have, like, whimsy and, like, an
0: homage to punk music. Like, yeah, I know, it doesn't that's really I mean. work. Like, you know what I... It, it's just nothing. Like there is absolutely nothing in this film.
5: Yeah, there's no plot. And then, arguably, like the the part where it's you think like, oh, now the plot's gonna get going. That's when it ends. No it's doubt. When her mom shows up. again. Her mom
0: shows up. Like, and it's like, oh, okay, well, no, her mom's back.
5: And that's it. That's where the movie ends. That's, that's how it fucking ends.
0: <laughs> and it's only eighty-two minutes long, or something. I mean, and I mean, thankfully. it goes. It goes by fast. It's not the film doesn't drag and. But it's just nothing. It's like there is no – you're right. It's just there. It literally is just there.
5: It's terrible.
0: What's the next? What's the next film you watched? Um, I literally have nothing else to say
6: about it. (laughs) Uh,
4: The next film that I watched uh, is Smurfs: The Lost Village, the third film in the Smurfs franchise. There's
6: three of them. We all know the place: the magic mushroom houses, the tight white pants. Excuse me. And all the different attitudes: arty farties, frenemies, worry warts. Sometimes I just feel blue. Cranks, shade throwers, nosies. What's going on over there? And there's one thing they have in common: one hundred. They're old Mm -hmm. dudes. Now for the one-fingered push-up. One, two... Except for one... Get some more
4: friend! High heels!
6: But what if there were more to the story?
4: Two days ago, I saw someone who looked like us.
6: That's impossible.
4: And they dropped this map.
6: What if they were never alone?
4: If there really are other Smurfs out there, we need to find them. What if
2: this means the
4: Lost Village isn't a legend? Now you're talking about maps and mystery Smurfs. What's going on in here? None
1: None of your your business, business. nosy. Well, all right.
2: Rainy, hefty, clumsy.
6: Oh, that's not even convincing. I don't do well in the darkness. I have enough trouble in the daylight. I didn't think the Lost Village was going to be this hard to find. Whatever you do, don't eat all your rations. I just ate all my rations! Is this safe?
1: <laughs> We're not in Smurf Village anymore. Wow, 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 wow. Wow! Whoa!
2: Smurf Village. It's time to take a road trip. I'll be like ah, blah, blah. and they'll be all like oh no, I got a and I'll be like. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I think my
1: rations are coming up.
6: What's <laughs> oh! <laughs> so funny? That's what I call talking out of your butt. We have to find the village before they do. Incoming Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Oh boy. oh boy. We mean you no harm. We're looking for the lost
1: village. Oh! Oh, oh, what the? How? I'm really freaking out, you guys.
4: Smurfs, the lost village. There's three. So. Shit. I will say, this is probably the best of the three, because this is the only one that's fully animated. Oh, like, it's okay. not like, we, we get away from all the live-action hijinks in New York. Uh, however, it's clearly made, like, they made it years after the live-action ones. And I think they approached it as, well, we want to make a movie for Smurf fans. Like, people who love the Smurfs, we're going to make a movie for them. Unfortunately, all of the Smurf fans have unfortunately passed away, <laughs> so <laughs> so this movie's really for no one. Um, I they feel like it's probably so young. good. I feel like it's probably very faithful to like Smur- Smurf's lore or whatever. Mm. There's a lot of stuff where I'm like, oh, I'm sure that's probably a storyline in the Smurfs comic. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, uh, I will applaud it though, because uh, spoiler alert: at the end of the movie, Smurfette dies. Whoa! Um, yeah. And so it's, they,
0: they took the risk that the Batman
4: didn't. I love exactly. It. And I How will How are they going to
5: procreate now? I, well,
4: the whole plot is that they find a village of female smurfs. Uh, oh, it's so she's whole, expendable. Yeah, she's expendable <laughs> at that point. Um, and, so, and so they're like, we can kill her now. Um, but, my God, it's literally the saddest scene I've ever seen put to film. They're like, everyone is going to be so emotionally in a wreck that <laughs> Smurfette is dead. And it goes on for way too long of this funeral service oh, for shit! Smurfette. <laughs> of everyone, like, singing these sad hymns about Smurfette and how their lives are over now that Smurfette is gone. She's <laughs> Smurfing <laughs> dead? Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So you're saying this is the wrath of Khan of the Smurf universe. Yeah, right? I mean, arguably the third act is a funeral. Does Papa if Smurf it, come out and go, <laughs> you know, she's not dead as long as we remember her?
4: No, I mean, I, I, after the after the second song at the funeral, I kinda tuned out. Um There's two songs there's in the funeral. There's two songs in the funeral. What the holy fuck? Um also, and that's and I'll wrap this up very quickly. it's not great. I don't know why this was made. It, no one saw it. Uh but
3: <laughs> for all those forty year olds were like, I finally want to watch smurfette die. Yeah.
4: Um, die. The other, the last thing too is that they also have like a bunch of fucking musical numbers. From, like, pop songs that were already three years too late. Like, (laughs) that go on for the entirety of the three and a half minute song. It's fucking ridiculous.
3: Is is Gargamel in it?
4: No, he's in it, yeah. He just kind of... Like, because the plot of it is that, like, we gotta go find the female Smurf village. Let's go, everybody. Because Smurfette needs to find a home. And then Gargamel's like, well, I want to kill all the Smurfs. And so, they're also there. (coughs) Yeah, Hmm. no one... Anyway, that was a Smurf Lost Village. <laughs> oh, I
5: get it. The Lost Village of all the female Smurfs.
4: Exactly. All right. Anyway. So is
5: there a single male Smurf in the Lost no. Village? Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> it's just a bunch
0: of Scissor Sisters. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> Scissoring anyway. Smurfs. So what's the difference between the Smurfs and the Troll franchise? I mean, other than obviously the name. I mean, it sounds IP. too way, way too similar. Small um, creatures running around doing song numbers for no. As reason. As far as
4: I'm aware, Smurfs don't have visual genitalia, uh, <laughs> whereas I'm pretty sure the Troll franchise does.
2: So,
5: well, they're all naked, so we didn't yeah. watch every season. Of
4: cartoon. That's true. I'm not that familiar. We
5: have
2: no idea. Never <laughs> <smurfing> will. Dead? <laughs> you never read the comic strip, so it's just right there hanging. Zach. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch up my the order of how I saw these. Um, because I want to do uh save the worst for second to last so uh the next one on my list is divergent
1: you nervous
0: for you for your test no
1: i was terrified
0: the only way our
1: society can survive is for each of you to claim your rightful place today you will take a test that will help you discover who you truly are. The future belongs to those who know
6: where they belong.
1: You ready?
4: We're inconclusive. This was supposed to tell me what to do. We're supposed to trust the, the test. test. Didn't work on you.
1: They call it divergent.
6: You can't let them find out about you. They're always watching. You have to hide where they'd never expect to find you.
4: Welcome to darkness. The, the two stages of training
6: first is physical. Push your bodies to the breaking point. <coughs> You're never gonna win, I like that. That's good to know. Keep tension here, okay? Mm. The second is mental. You face your worst fears and conquer them. You made a mistake choosing Thomas. He'll find out about you.
1: I know what you are. It's been a long time since I could trust anyone. I don't want to be just one thing. I want to be brave and selfless, and intelligent, and honest, and kind. If you want to survive, follow me. Divergence threaten the system. It won't be safe until they're removed. We have to fight back. Ready.
2: And I will say, I was not, it was not bad. Uh, The film, uh, I think the whole time, one thing kept popping into my mind, which is Hunger Games is better. Now, having said that, I I appreciate the lore that they set up. I appreciate that that they are utilizing some time to build on her character. At the same point, this is a film strictly made for anybody who's a fan of the Mary Sue theory. Um, Because this is nothing but training the movie. This is what everybody wanted the Star Wars sequels to be, which is just nothing but fucking training. And that would be fine, except the last 20 to 30 minutes of this movie is propelling an active overthrow of the government plot. And I'm like, excuse me, this should have been better developed throughout your training film. If you're going to do a training montage movie, I need you to weave in your last 30 minutes as a better setup. Uh, so, like, the it, the thing is, I actively wish this movie was longer because the, the lore's not bad. Well, um, it, it seems like more time's
0: passed in a montage, so you can just yeah. put a bunch of montages in
2: it. Yeah, even Rocky had a montage. <laughs> now, it, it, it's, again, like, I liked the film fine. every There's a sea of talent that we have now seen go on to... you know, in some cases, better things, in some cases, stranger things. Um, like Miles Teller's in this movie acting like a piece of shit. And I like it. It's, he's really good at playing a piece of shit. Um, and Shailene Woodley's really good in the film. Um, it's. I did wonder why the hell Kate Winslet wanted to be in this movie, but okay, I guess. Money. Pay, yeah, paychecks are good, right? Yeah. You know, paychecks are good. Um, Tony Goldwyn gets to blast people away with a gun, and I'm like, I've never seen him do that before, apart from maybe Last House on the Left. So uh, is that
5: Octavia Spencer in this movie too? No, no, no. There's no. some. She some was other, busy like, making Academy Ma. Award winner in
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. You no. Know, uh. Yeah. I. Again, like as far as YA adaptations go, it's, definitely the best of the two that i saw um and uh i kind of i'm upset that it didn't get its true uh conclusion film made not because i care but because i do appreciate these films as opposed to uh some other franchise fare that has come out within the last 10 to 15 years i appreciate when films like this or hunger games have something to say that can translate to a younger crowd and in that respect, it sucks that it, it didn't get to end its story on a good note, and instead it's left on a cliff ha- cliffhanger. It's the Woody's Roundup of movie series where suddenly Prospect Pete, uh, Stinky Pete, turns off the television and goes, that's it, Divergent was canceled after that. Um, and that kind of sucks. So if people want to check it out, it's on HBO Max. It was pretty, pretty okay. I, th- I thought they did have two sequels. They had, three se- they had two sequels. They were supposed to have a third one. So four movies total? It had four movies total. It was supposed to have four movies total. It didn't get that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Well, I heard it diverged too much from the original.
2: No! Corinne, what was
0: your next film?
5: Uh, My next film was Gotti. Let me tell you something. New
6: York is the greatest city in the world. My city. I was a kid in these streets, and I made it to the top. I made my bones doing a piece of work for Don Carlo Gambino. Like that, I became a made man. Dad, i'm thinking maybe take a year off Why you want to hang out with me
1: do you know what you're doing to this family
6: i will build something that nobody can destroy So, paul castellano was a fish in the desert i never respected paul you killed the boss's boss you will bring down hellfire there is no choice You'll need the support of all five boroughs. Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, the Bronx. Our job now is to maintain leadership. I nominate John Gotti. To the new boss! Let everybody know. Now everybody comes to me. I'm so proud of you. You should be running your own crew now.
5: Mr. Gotti, are you the head of the Gambino Pride family?
6: the head of my family.
5: Mrs. Gotti, do you know what your husband does for a living? He provides.
6: John's getting too much press. That can't go unchecked. It was meant for you. We've never been under this kind of scrutiny before.
0: What were you saying on the tapes? I said a lot of things that could get a lot of people in trouble
6: dad you say a word i'll go over a cliff for
0: you you swore to me that you would not
5: bring him into that world
6: this life of oz is a wonderful life if you can get away
5: with it johnson has been a informant for the fbi It's a grand lot
6: Order. you fight till you can't fight no more you never back off ever We walk together, and we fall together. This is the life.
5: <laughs> We're the
4: fucking world.
5: <laughs> it was too bland to be good.
2: That's a very good reveal.
5: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know anything about John Gotti other than what was in this movie. Neither
2: did the movie.
5: And, I mean, there was this interesting aspect to it where they kept showing th- clips from the, like, I'm assuming the real news, you know, from back in the day of people, you know, out in the street and they're like, oh, John Gotti, like, he's so awesome. Like, he's he's a hero. He's the hero of New York. And, and I was like, huh. I didn't realize that, number one, people knew who famous crime bosses were. And the, I guess he was, like, on the cover of Time Magazine uh, or something at one point. <laughs> yeah. Or some famous magazine. Like, everybody knew who he was. Everybody knew he was this famous crime boss. And people were fans of him. He
2: was the Teflon Don. He was. It, it, yeah. It's similar to the Al Capone situation where he had a aura about him that a certain element of the crowd respected.
5: And I'm like, uh, I want to see a movie about that. How did he? Yeah, it's just super weird. It's like yeah. he was super well known as this gangster, but he wasn't in jail the whole time.
4: <laughs> you have to understand that we don't have a, quote, government in New York. We have the Italian mom. And uh-huh. they handle all of that for us. And
5: also, <laughs> on the
2: whole, they've handled it just for I mean, but you would think... Yeah, I'm very pro-mafia.
5: Yeah, you
4: <laughs> would,
2: would
5: think that, you know, mafia bosses or mob bosses would want to stay out of the public eye, but mm-hmm. he's like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't care if people know who there, I am.
2: There's like a small batch of those who have been more flashier, like a John, uh, like a Joey, Joey Gallo had that about him too, where he kind of just didn't give a fuck. Um, and Capone, obviously. So, yeah, I mean... I, I agree with you. I wish that this film had explored that better, mm-hmm. but that's not the film we got. We got something. I still yeah. don't know what it is. It
5: took me about 45 minutes to kind of know what was going on because they just throw a bunch of shit at you and they don't really tell you, like, who... Like, they just give you these names of people and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, wh- What's the hierarchy? Like, I needed a family tree or, like, some kind of a a structure of, like, who's above who, who is doing what. And then Stacey Keach is in the movie, and he's not talking about Bazooka Joe bubblegum, so I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) And that's a 30 Rock reference, by the way. (laughs) And he's not hanging out with Raymond Reddington either, so that really didn't kill. I mean, just. Yeah, anyway, so. Gotti was not good.
1: Yeah.
5: And. I mean, it was interesting, the whole kind of like making his oldest son the kind of Deuteronomy protagonist. It's like, you could have made something from that.
2: But you did
5: But you didn't. It was too bad to be good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> too bad to be good. The making of Gotti. It never had a chance.
3: <laughs>
5: like, if they had just had one more script rewrite or, you know, you know what I mean? It's like the elements were there for this to be a good movie and none of them hit. So well, it was just a, a bad it's movie. It's a film
4: written and directed by E from Entourage, and I feel like you get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> and this
5: was a MoviePass production. Remember when MoviePass yeah, was about a thing? That too.
2: <laughs> it's a it's a film that went through a, sh- a very strung out development hell. Lindsay Lohan was supposed to be in this movie at one point. Um,
4: yeah, as Gotti, it was a very bull. <laughs> <cast of voice, laughs> so.
5: Yeah, I mean. If, gonna in be the hands her Alfred of Nobbs. <laughs> In the hands of someone better, this could have been a good movie, but it was bad. So, hmm. there you go. Or Don't Albert watch it. Nobbs, sorry,
3: <laughs> Brad. Uh, yeah. So uh, next up, I uh, tackled the animes on my list. Uh, the first one being Inuyasha Two: uh, Beyond the Looking Glass.
4: Inuyasha Movie Two: The Castle Beyond
6: the Looking Glass. In a climactic battle against the evil Naraku, Inuyasha and his friends defeat their nemesis.
4: Our heroes go their separate ways, but their period of rest is cut short. Princess Kaguya is released and seeks to engulf the world in eternal night.
6: What mysteries lie hidden behind the characters from ancient legends of the Celestial Maiden and the Tale of the Bamboo Cutter? Sango, Miroku, Shippo, Kagome,
4: and Inuyasha. All of their desires and struggles come to a head in the battle against the princess from the moon. And is Naraku truly
3: dead? Um, I'm pretty sure I watched Inuyasha on Adult Swim back in the day. Yep. I uh, don't remember any of it. Uh, so uh, I, I jumped in this movie, and I feel like it starts with the uh, the ending of the first movie, like a recap of like, hey, we killed the villain we've been chasing in the series this whole time. No? You're shaking not, your head? Not really. Okay.
5: Well, I mean, if you got to the end of the movie, you'd know that he just comes back. Cause it's an anime movie. None of it's canon.
3: Um, but yeah, so the movie starts out, uh, Inuyasha is like a dog demon guy and he's controlled by this girl. Um, again, I didn't see the first movie (laughs) that would Um, not have helped you at at all. (laughs) Um, and then the rest of the movie is just horny. Um, Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Did you say horny? Yeah. Like the, there's like four lead characters and they all, uh, have feelings for each other. And, uh, Meanwhile, there's this plot of, like, other demon things trying to take over the world type stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, they, they they win by the one girl, like, admitting to Inyasha that she loves him. And then the other couple, like, the, the guy really wants her, but the girl's like, hey, hands off, buddy. Um, and it's really creepy because after they kill the main bad guy in the first scene, uh, there's, like, a... A hot Springs, like, all the girls are naked, and then the one Ooh. dude's, like, off in the bushes just watching the whole time. And, nice,
0: so he's whacking it in the weeds? Yeah.
3: Um,
2: Japan. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dude. Yeah. And that was the name of your autobiography, whacking it in the weeds? <laughs> totally.
3: Yeah, and then the rest of the movie's just on and off, like, uh, uh, trying to control Inuyasha, like, demon thing, and uh, Inuyasha wants to become a full-fledged demon, but the evil witch lady wants to control him,
0: Wait, so he's a good
3: purposes.
5: demon? Yeah. yeah, he's only half demon. Yeah, lame.
3: And that's interspliced with like these two, like relationships. Like you never go half teasing demon. each other.
0: You go full demon. Yeah.
5: Once again, it's an anime movie. It's supposed to be standalone. Nothing. Nothing's. Nothing's canon in an anime movie.
4: Well, but... I'm sorry, but if there's a two in your yeah, title... Yeah, th- that's what I mean. Like, so.
0: You have to have some semblance of like a continuating story. But it sounds like you had the same problem I had watching the final chapter of The Final, and you're like, um, what the fuck am I watching?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just came in on a second act, and I, I guess I, I I would need to see the first one. Too. Did a restaurant get
0: blown up? No. Oh, so it's not as tragic as mine?
3: I was really confused when <laughs> you know, most of the, the beginning of the movie takes place in like an alternate universe like fantasy world, and then... Um, I think I looked at my phone real quick and then looked back and they were like in modern like Japan. Yeah. I was like, wait, did they go through a portal? I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. Do yeah, they the like go to school? For, yeah. The
5: main girl goes. Yeah. She goes through a portal.
3: Yeah. And then like Basically. all the characters follow her to the real world. And then at some point they're like, oh, we got to go back to Fantasyland land to fight all the demons. <laughs> yeah. It's a little confusing that way. So yeah. Yeah. Wasn't terrible, but I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not interesting enough for me to like, oh, I can't wait to watch the... I, I'm not, I'm not invested in, like, I want to watch the first one to figure out what happened. I was like, okay, it ended, I don't care.
5: Yeah, it's the first movie, completely different villain, completely different pl- plot. So the first movie would not have helped you at all. Got it. It's really more of a spin-off from the show.
0: Uh, so I, I'm going to wrap up this with, uh, so I've already told you the two movies I got from Corinne. I got one more, and it's actually not bad. Um, it's called A Little Princess. That's directed by Alfonso Cuaron. I believe that you are,
1: and always will be, my little princess.
6: You'll be going to the same school your mother went to when she was your age.
5: Girls, say hello to our new arrival, Miss Sarah Crew. Hello, Sarah.
6: Goodbye, princess. The New York Times calls it joyous, irresistible, bright, and beautiful.
1: Waiting outside for her was the handsome stable boy Pierre. The Arrows sped through the air! A group of mermaids appeared. Ah! From now on, there will be no more make-believe at this school.
6: A little princess is the story of courage tested.
4: I hope when you read this, it kindles your heart and put the smile on your face.
6: Jean Siskel says adults will enjoy the story as much as their children.
1: I'm afraid I have some bad news, Sarah.
6: In the face of adversity.
1: You are alone in the world. You will move to the attic from now on. You must earn your room and board here. You're not a princess any longer.
6: A child must find the strength to persevere.
1: Sarah will be working here as a servant from now on. There will be no communication exchanged. Is that clear?
6: Now she will discover compassion through uncommon friendship.
2: Let's make a promise right now to always look out for each other. It's a promise.
6: And distant love.
2: Papa, can you hear me?
6: Magic has to be believed. That's the only way it's real. I am a princess. All girls are. Didn't your father ever tell you that? Even if they aren't pretty or
1: smart, They're still princesses
6: good morning america's joel siegel proclaims the movie is magic stunningly beautiful it's like stepping into a fantasy
1: it's a cruel nasty world out there do you understand yes ma'am but i don't believe in
6: From the author of *The Secret Garden* comes the powerful story of a spirit that would never surrender—a little princess. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's
0: a competent filmmaker because the film is beautiful, um, and it has Rusty Schwimmer, who got her face punched in by Jason Voorhees, and Jason goes to hell. Nice. Um, so you know, and I'm the like, guy oh. who
5: plays Davos in *Game of Thrones*.
0: Yeah, and then there's yeah, there's a lot of good actors, and and the story is about. A little girl who lost her mother and her father goes to fight in World War One, and she's put in a boarding home in New York or boarding school. And the head mistress—I don't know what they call them. She's like a total twat and just mean. And her name's Sarah, but she's really kind and she tells these stories, and the kids love them. um, And her dad is killed in action trying to save someone, and so she becomes an orphan. And has to live with the little um, African American girl in the attic named cool. Becky, but she still sneaks away and tells the stories. And they kind of go to this. So she lived in India, and so they have this fairy tale like styling of Indian style. So it has like a really cool like aesthetic. Um, the my only complaint about it is it's a little hokey. Um, I and, told
5: you that going in. Yeah, on.
0: and it's. Yeah, it's a little uh Corin set me up that's a little melodramatic. And that's fine. Like it's still really the the story is still well shot and it's it's a, a very great director mm-hmm. and I think it's his first American film. Um and you can tell that he cuz this is 96.
5: Sounds right. Yeah.
0: That he's going to go on to do something big mm-hmm. because he knows how to put things in the frame. He knows how to get the most out of the actors. Um,
2: is it a good indicator of how well he would handle like Harry Potter? uh, Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, just because it's not as dark. Mm -hmm. It's a little more, well, I will say that the the, the scenes where her father saving the guy in the trench warfare in (laughs) world war Mm one, I was like, Oh my God, there's like dudes with like blood coming out of them. And they, they're like real dead people around.
2: You could have told me Guillermo del Toro made this movie and I would have believed you. Yeah, no, it's, it's,
0: so it's really well made. Um, it's my second favorite film I watched in this, uh, shindig we're doing. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised. A little hokey, not the target audience at all, but it was spruced up. I mean, her dad dies like 40 minutes into the movie. So after that, I'm like, oh man, there's gonna be no more war. But, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's, it's a cute movie. It's, it, it's, it's harmless and it's competently made. So
5: I've been trying to get you to watch this movie for years, right? I know
0: and it had to be randomly generated on a (laughs) a thing.
5: So one good thing came out of this whole exercise.
0: Um, Yeah, well, it's definitely better than the other two you put on the list. So, um, yep. Henry. Okay. Corinne.
5: Oh, boy.
4: You have to understand that you need to be more specific when you put your movie on a list. (laughs) Because I watched The Yin Yang Master and if I hope I did it correctly... (laughs)
6: 为我血脉相连的药小心别再收拾
1: 须舍命作战
6: 回校成亲
4: Because there are six different movies called Ying Yang Master released in 2020 or 2021. So I hope I watched the right one.
5: Okay. Uh, the one on Netflix? Uh,
4: yeah, there's three of them on Netflix. that okay. are, And three of them are Netflix originals. So I did my best. Oh, shit. So... As
5: long as you watched just one of them, I think you're okay. I watched
4: one of them. Yes. So, uh, like every other film that you put on the list that we have seen... um I did not fully grasp everything that was happening in this movie. <laughs> because I feel like the one I ended up choosing, I confirmed at one point that all of, some of, so some of the Ying Yang Master movies are in a franchise together. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not. Uh, the one I picked, I think, is technically two. Uh, but they're not, again, they're all the same gear. So I think it was more so that there's not in a continuation or whatever. That being said, made no goddamn sense the entire time. <laughs> so it's very, so that Young yang Master, uh, it is a Chinese production. And it's very, very heavily in uh, Chinese folklore uh, and like the mythology that comes with that. Uh, and uh, in case you were unaware, Japanese folklore, I at least can understand. There are parts of it that, like, I understand the hierarchy of it. I understand the mythology. Chinese folklore is out the fucking window. I do
0: not know anything about what's happening <laughs> in these goddamn movies. I heard they made a Great Wall.
4: They did make a Great Wall. There's that's like an entire hour. They made a mad Damon movie. Is so, it really? No. Um, but um, yeah. So it's basically like these two. Uh, I think brothers. Uh, one's one good. Of them, one's bad. One right. of them's good. One of them's bad. Yes. Uh, and then right. there's right. also like a demon serpent. That comes up, but it's also very heavily about diplomacy. Uh, like, they're also like, we need to handle, like, how is this demon going to be happening? It's still an action movie. It's still sec- somehow an action movie. But there'll be, like, these, like, really very well-done special effects. I watched the one with, like, the hair demon. Did you see the one with the hair demon?
5: I don't think so. Okay, so
4: I watched the one with the hair demon. Um, There's These two siblings or whatever, they're going through life or whatever. Uh, they're, they live for eternity, whatever. Um a deem- a darkness demon is awoken at some point from someone's hatred and I think it takes more of a serpent and they're like well we gotta stop the serpent and so they try to stop the serpent but then there's even more demons left to deal with and then it just goes on for fucking ever um, and uh, I will say fucking clearly they have a budget because it looks beautiful like all of the action scenes look fucking gorgeous the special effects is very on point very, surprisingly very well done uh, but yeah in general did not understand a single thing that was happening besides the fun act very visually competent i really liked watching it i was very high it was a lot of fun but that's where it ends unfortunately so next time i need you to specify who is the director and ah. um if there's a subtitle and where i can watch it so then i'll watch whatever you want but i've only watched one of the 7 ging Gang masters now so
5: wow didn't know there were 7 i knew there were 2
4: oh no there's def- there's at least f- i'm I, I can exaggerate. There's at least five. Wow. Because I was just trying... To, on Letterboxd, there was five that I was trying to fi- figure out which one I was supposed to do. Okay. But it yeah, was still a watched... fun experience. I'm glad okay. I was finally able to do it.
5: Yeah, you watched a completely different one than the one Whoops. I... Had, on the list, <laughs> so Because I rewatched the one I recommended. Yeah. And I was like, I mean... I remember when I first watched it, I was like, "There's one sequence in this movie that's like actually pretty good, and then no, the rest of no, it is like really weird." There's
4: a lot of, I mean, it's very weird, but there's a lot of very good action sequences in the movie that I mm. saw at least. I don't know if it's the one that you saw. But Probably I not.
5: I don't remember a hair demon. No,
4: the hair demon was like this Although woman. the serpent long... is
5: the same one. Oh, so... same serpent. Cool. I okay,
4: guess. I guess he, he returns. <laughs> so um...
5: <laughs> great.
4: Uh, but yeah, uh, yin yang master, uh, one of them. I watched. It was fun.
0: Nice, Zach.
2: All right. So my next one uh, was a good movie. It's one I—it uh, was the last one I watched on the list, uh, which is Little Monsters from 2019.
0: Oh-ho! Aren't we having a super fun time on our trip to Pleasant Valley Farm? Yeah!
1: Yeah! Ready, steady, let's go.
0: There must be something in the way. <laughs> ah!
6: Warning, this movie contains flesh-eating zombies, oh. assault with a deadly guitar, ah! strong language,
1: Fuck, 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 fuck you, man? Stop fucking swearing.
6: Firearms, disembowelment, death metal, gore, it and, it and it. Academy Award winner Lupita Nyong'o.
1: This might be a little much for everyone.
6: (laughs) (laughs) How do you like it, huh? Oh, God, what have I done? Play, 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 play. Little
2: Monsters play, 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 play. Rated R I Yeah, I am very happy I watched this film. This was fantastic. So the basic story is uh, Deadbeat Uncle uh, who goes moves back in with his sister and his nephew after he uh, after he and his girlfriend bicker uh, and compl- uh, and uh, devolve into the whole like you don't want to have kids you don't want you don't want to love me blah 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 and he's like fine I'm leaving I'm an irresponsible musician on the street and uh, it devolves into him uh, taking his uncle or taking his nephew to school and uh, developing a crush on. His uh, nephew's kindergarten teacher, played by Lupita Nyongo. So he raises his hand to volunteer as a chaperone for a field trip to a petting zoo. Slash- golf course uh putt putt golf course that's also conveniently right next to a u.s military base and that u.s military base has a zombie outbreak because of course military can't handle any zombies ever they have no containment policy whatsoever they never seem to it's both this and planet terror they're both very inefficient bodies of the u.s government uh so the zombies escape and they start invading this petting zoo slash putt putt golf course um Oh, and by the way, there's also a famous television kids host played by uh, Josh Gad, who ends up being a piece of shit. And it's probably one of the best performances I've ever seen Josh Gad give in my life. Uh, And uh, I like him just as much as I like him devolving through the zombie invasion and turning on the children in a death to spoochie ass fashion. Yes. At the same time, I also love when he's pretending to be a kid's host and he's just like, I bet you do, Froggy. I bet you do. (laughs) Like, he he really sells that performance. He's the standout of the movie for me, hands down. Lupita Nyong'o and the lead actor playing the uncle I think are fantastic together. I was not expecting to have an emotionally like weepy scene surrounding a song from Sesame street about, I don't want to live on the moon. Cause I know that song from childhood. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to cry right now. And this is a zombie movie where everybody is in peril. And there's, it, it basically plays out. They get holed up in the gift shop center, essentially. And the whole goal of the kindergarten teacher is to try to keep the kids under the impression that this is all a game. And I love that concept of, like, we are stuck in a zombie apocalypse, but these five-year-olds, we cannot afford to allow them to lose their shit and think they're going to die. So we're going to kind of create this aura about it so that we don't freak them out. Um, There are genuine moments of terror as as well as there's comedy. Uh, The film is not afraid to poke fun at itself at times like i one of the kids goes uh like go like miss caroline i don't want to play this game anymore and the zombies look fake (laughs) (laughs) there's a great line um and then uh additionally there is a great line uh uh god i'm trying to remember it um uh uh, there was a there's a line where they they the the military men are asking a question, and then one of them just blurts it blurts out an obvious answer like i I can't remember the line it was last night, but it's I think that just every single bit of comedy in here is excellently honed in, and the horror element I will say it, it takes a little bit longer to get to the horror element than I wanted, but that doesn't matter to ultimately in the long run. I just kind of wish that like they had introduced that element maybe like 10 minutes earlier. I don't know. It's a short movie, so it manages to cram a lot in very little time. And it's a horror movie that I think I could get my girlfriend to watch because I think they start off ironically doing this, but then they kind of embrace the concept, which is uh, one of the things the teacher does to calm down the children – or to entertain them is play the song "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift on a ukulele. Um, oh yeah, that was the line going like it's some kind of woman. They're they're escaping the zombie horde and they're looking through binoculars. It's like it's one man on a tractor and a guy with a or, and a gal with a small guitar. And one of the army goes, guys goes, "That's a ukulele, sir." <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, like I. So that's something that my, that my girlfriend would like, and I, I get to have my zombie action, which is cool, and Josh Gad acting like a piece of shit. The movie has everything I probably could have wanted out of this kind of concept. It's very, very funny,
0: and that's why it made my film explosion. I don't
2: disagree with see, you. See, see how generous I am
0: with my picks and films.
2: I know I'm a piece of shit. I you gave are. you. I gave you the butthole cat movie, yeah, or whatever the hell. Yeah. You are
0: Corinne. What's the next? And I'm glad you loved it because I love that movie too.
2: I know. I wish there was a Blu-ray of it. I know. Yeah, Corinne.
5: Movie 43 was the next one I watched.
2: <laughs> I am not sorry.
6: There's something I want to ask you.
2: There's something I'd like to ask you.
6: How about we say it at the same time? Okay. One, two...
2: Will you poop on me? What? How's your HPV? It's your HPV, Veronica. I'm just carrying it. Truth or dare? Yeah. See that blonde kid over there? I dare you to blow
6: out his candles before he gets a chance to.
2: <laughs> they homeschool their son. It's
6: very important that Kevin has a normal and complete high school experience. Dropped your books, fuck face. Hey, guys! Come check out this kid's weird views. Surprise! Caught you a leprechaun. I'm gonna cut off your balls and
5: beat them to you! Oh. Oh. Your balls! Jeez, they're them. so into balls.
6: Coach. There's 10,000 people out there that think that we ain't good enough. Win or lose, I am so proud of y'all. But you're gonna win. What game are we playing? Basketball, coach. What color is this game? White. Y'all go kill those Caucasians! You're black! They're white! This ain't hockey! The IBay is a high-fidelity music player. Kids are sticking their penises in the veg of The
1: fan then mangles their penises.
6: You did extensive testing. Any red flags? Can I please come in?
5: Debbie Clark's here, the girl you asked out. It's gonna be awkward. Please, no. no, wait, mom, Sorry. just, mom. Sorry, Fight,
6: mom. <laughs> Seven period. What do I do?
1: Well, oh, we're just gonna have to plug it up. 911? My friend is bleeding out of her vagina. And a frozen peas in a sponge.
2: Oh, oh God. no, no, no. I can't believe you sucked off that hobo for magic beans. He was a
5: wizard. <laughs> this is
2: fucked up. <laughs>
0: On me. You don't want to be Mr. Two Squeeze, thank you. Please. Just when I thought it couldn't get more offensive.
6: Boom. How many fucking times do I have to tell you? You're black, they're white.
0: Coach, what you are saying is we just walk with the Lord. The
6: Lord and did His part already. He made you black. He gave you a foot and a half dick. Dribble with that motherfucker. <laughs>
5: So, I remember watching the Nostalgia Critic review of this years ago. So, I decided to re-watch that before I watched the movie. And um, I guess the connective tissue is different. There are different, like, versions of it. Um, the one that Nostalgia Critic reviewed is, like, these brothers are trying to, like, trick the youngest brother into downloading this movie and getting a virus on his computer. But then the one I watched, like... Dennis Quaid? It's like a pitch. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember to there being a pitch. A movie, and then he ends up taking uh, Michael, not Michael Keaton, Michael whatever, Greg Kinnear oh or whoever hostage, and then they, yeah, it's really stupid. Um, Some of the skits could have worked with funnier people. <laughs> or better writers or timing something like if you some improve of the premises every not, element of it yeah. it would be a lot
1: better <laughs> yeah <laughs> some,
5: of, some of the premises were not terrible but yeah some of the execution was like it went on too long or like you could like they missed a joke or something honestly the funniest one was the shortest one which is the fake commercial about like kids being trapped in machines <laughs> so, like, every time you beat up a machine, like, oh, this copier's not working. You know what's funny? I've seen to, this like... movie.
0: I don't remember a fucking thing from it. Oh. I remember um, the testicles on uh,
4: Wolverine's face. Yeah. yeah it, I remember so. that. And yeah.
5: apparently, like, that's how the movie got made, because they leveraged that yeah. into, like, getting all these other famous people to sign up to do this movie. It was a
4: pyramid scheme turned into a movie somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's, like, these ten
5: different sketches are all kind of, like, just sewn together into this movie, and it's not good. Which,
2: which could work because th- things like Amazon Women on the Moon and Kentucky Fried Movie exist. The difference is you – you I, I don't Big think – Big Jim Slade. You, <laughs> I don't think they I, – I remember watching the movie and wondering like, okay, there are top-tier talent in here. And, wh- I, wh- and why this isn't working, I don't know. My only feeling about that film is that given the fact that the Fairleigh Brothers are a part of it – I think Green Book should have been disqualified from the Oscars. As okay, you made a decent movie, but we're still not going to nominate you because of Movie Forty Three. You have to, you have to keep earning our trust because that should not have happened. Like it should have been funnier. You know what I'm saying?
5: There's a good okay. It's decent, a decent sketch where um, Chloe Grace Mertz is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Maritz. Um, so she is like hanging out with this kind of boyfriend person at his house. And then she ends up getting her period for the first time. And he's like, who spilled um, like grape juice on the couch or, you know, whatever. And not realizing what it is. And and then she, you know, it 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 wasn't terrible. But yeah, it somehow became terrible.
6: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
5: They had some decent premises for their sketches and then just, yeah, didn't. And it was terrible, and I never want to watch it again.
2: <laughs> and one of the writers of that film is now a CEO of I Warner also Brothers. had a
5: leprechaun in one of my movies, Zach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gerard Butler plays the evil leprechaun. Oh, that's
2: right. <laughs> um,
0: <Yeah>. Sweet. <laughs> Movie 43, depressing nerds everywhere. Brad, what's the next film you watched?
3: Uh, The next film I watched was my other anime, Tales from
6: Earthsea. From Studio Ghibli, creators of the award-winning Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle, comes a breathtaking adventure... Tales from Earthsea. Share the adventures of a powerful wizard and a young prince as they journey on an epic adventure. From Earthsea.
3: Uh, it's a Ghibli film, but it's not directed by Hayao Miyazaki. It's, it's, it's his son. And, uh, yeah, again, it's like... The second
5: like, worst Ghibli movie made.
3: It's, uh, uh, so again, I think Demon Hunters. Um, <laughs> again, like Inuyasha. Uh, the only thing that really stuck out to me was... Uh, I had to watch the uh, the English dub of it. And Willem Dafoe is plays the villain character, and it's like two hours of Willem Dafoe doing ASMR video. Yeah, he just <laughs> like, he's kinda good, right? like
5: he's kind of good, right? He's good, but like bad.
3: I I've wanted to fall asleep because the whole movie sounds like this. And then he kind of says, "And uh, I'm gonna get." I had these. Uh, I'm gonna take over the world. Like
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> he just whispers every line. It couldn't keep me engaged. Um,
2: I find it weird that this episode is secretly dedicated to bashing Hayao Miyazaki's (laughs) son.
3: (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, the the world is inhabited by dragons, and sometimes one of the characters is a dragon, sometimes they're not, or they're trying to be a dragon. I don't know. I could not follow it. I was just so distracted by the ASMR. like (laughs) (laughs) talking really closely in the microphone
2: and making noises. Turn the volume way down on the lighthouse tonight as you go to sleep. Uh,
5: yeah, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but I do remember thinking this had potential and it looks pretty nice.
3: And given the title, I thought it was going to be like a but like an anthology, like a bunch yeah. of different stories. Oh. Nope, it's just one like these characters and they're going they're following this thing and so I'm like why is it tales from Earthsea? It's it's just be it's tale, a singular from tale. It's just a tale from Earthsea.
5: I want to say it was based on a book series that has like, you know, more that could installments. Be it.
3: Like in the book it, they're separate stories but they made the movie a collection of all those happening at the same time so that's probably what it is but yeah it was it was boring um, I, I I wanted to distract myself as much as possible so yeah I I couldn't pay attention it was tough
4: if we learned anything it's that Coral should keep a state job
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next film on my list that I'm just going to talk about is Cats the wonderful Tony Award-winning
1: musical. I haven't seen you before, have I? Open up and tell me if you find there the meaning of what happiness is,
0: I don't even know what i watched i can't even tell you the story i know it's about cats wanting to go to jelly jellicles jealous jealousy i don't even know what the fuck it's called
5: jigglypuff cat heaven
0: I'm, yeah it's uh yeah. no there's a name for it. it's like no gel- it is it's like just Jell- Jell- like jelly or
4: something like that yeah. no i yep. know what you're talking well, about well they're yeah.
3: jellicle cats
5: they want to go to I'm the heavy, sure heavy side there's... layer or something
0: they're all like part of a cult and they all want to yeah. ascend yeah like, basically <laughs> the whole <movie>. and, and <laughs> it's a
3: cat death cult yeah yeah, yeah
0: Idris Elba just can, like, kill him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I- I'm watching this, and it's just like when I was watching um, the final the final chapter. I'm going, what the fuck is going on in this movie? And there's no other parts, so it's not like I, I have to get caught up. It's literally cats dancing and singing about shit. I don't know what the fuck they're singing and dancing about.
3: <laughs> Would it help you to know that Andrew L- Lloyd Webber, <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, created this on cocaine?
0: Oh, well, now it makes sense. <laughs> because well... Oh, no have... wonder
2: Broadway took a dip for a couple so of years. I, I, I have it's no based
0: context of for this. So, I don't know if the Broadway show has like really bad lines of, hey, look what the cat dragged in.
4: Okay. Probably so, not. I have seen the Broadway show of cats. Yeah. Like in New York. I saw it years before the movie Drag. came out. Uh, it equally does not make sense there.
0: Okay, good. Because <laughs> I'm just watching this and I go, what in the fuck is this movie? The CGI is horrible. It's tom hooper so the directing drives me crazy yeah because his like constant dutch angles and like close-ups and he's not the right director for this and then the actors when they were moving was so distracting because when you're seeing a stage performance anybody who's been in theater you have to exaggerate but when you see it on film it's really distracting you know and all there this is a visual this is not a visual podcast, so it's not helping anybody listening, but they're moving like you know, everywhere in the background yeah. and it's driving me insane.
2: Fluid motion essentially more. Yeah, but
0: it's like it's so exaggerated that it's super distracting. And then Rebel Wilson is awful in it. Um
5: Aren't there singing cockroaches or dancing yeah, cockroaches? And she at eats one point? them,
0: and then they're singing mice that look even worse. Like the CGI is so bad. And it's one of those ones where the CGI, when they move, it doesn't like when they jump, it looks like Someone just picked up a paper doll and moved it to the other side. Um,
2: like a Neil Brain movie. And it's
0: another one of those movies where there's a lot of famous people in it. Yeah. And you you just watch it and you say, "Huh, Idris Elba is an incredible actor. He is not good in this movie."
5: Judy Dench, Ian yeah. McKellen.
2: I, I do feel bad, so I will in turn watch it you, and yeah, experience the same pain. I will. You better. I, I plan to do it. But I want to like giggle said, at
0: it. it. It's it, not that the movie's just bad. But it doesn't make any sense. Sounds like Andrew
2: Led Weber, all right. Yeah, but like his Phantom of the Opera makes sense to me. It doesn't to me. That's supposed to be a horror story and he turned it into a <laughs> romance. I don't understand that. Yeah. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like they just start singing about
0: going to heaven. But it's called like Jellicles. Jell I I don't even know I don't even know any of the cat's names. I think uh Mr. Cavity is um Gris- Grisabella <laughs> is Ildris Elba's character. Yeah. Is it Mr. Cavity?
3: Mr. McCavity. M- McCavity.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, so I'm pretty close. <laughs> So, yeah, Cats. I'm glad the, producer, I'm glad the producers tum-tugger. ended up being more successful oh, that's than one. Cats. Because yeah. <laughs> even someone like James Corden, who you think would be really stellar in this, just comes across as, like,
2: blah. Well, you thought James Corden would be stellar, and that's your first problem. Right,
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he's yes. getting into the winds and when he's interviewing Tom Cruise. Yep. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with Cats.
2: You're a dog family.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, my next movie is probably the best one that I saw. Uh, the only one I got from my buddy Ryan. Uh, Loaded Weapon 1. Fuck yeah.
6: What's wrong? Nothing. Sorry. National Lampoons. Loaded Weapon 1. From out of the night comes two men. With enough courage. (laughs) Enough you Together, Dandruff, seborrhea, maybe just dry itchy scale. Have you tried this? I use it. Head and shoulders? Enough bullets. I know what you're thinking, punk. Did he fire 173 times or 174? To get the job done. Hey, Scotty! Can you get this machine to work? I'm giving her all she's got, Captain! If I push it any harder, the whole thing will blow! New Line Cinema presents... (laughs) The Cop Movie to End All Cop Movies. Give me a name. Were not your parents supposed to do that? Hey, hey, Sarge. It's tingling. That means it's working. Do you sleep in the nude? Only when I'm naked. They know never to screw with me. Wilderness girls. It's just a big checkout. Come on, level with me. It's not bad. You'll be fine. You'll be back on your feet in no time. National Lampoons, Loaded Weapon One.
2: So this is Mr. Screw with your brain, eat your spleen, wear your flesh as a hairnet leecher, huh? Look who's Mr. Scaredy Pants now? Ah! I just gotta ask, what does human flesh taste like?
6: Chicken? See it before they make the sequel. Uh,
4: it was great. I mean, it's not like not like the others were like giving it much competition, but um, it was good. It, uh, I've recently been on a kick for like 80s comedies, and it's there's just a magic to 80s comedies of totally. like you can just make jokes, and it's fine. You don't need, you, no one cares if nope. there's a plot really, as long as you're funny enough. Uh, no. And there's a lot of fantastic bits oh, uh, yeah. throughout the film.
0: I, uh, I, it's my favorite spoof movie of all time. Yeah, and it's one like you know everyone says Airplane or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know things like that, but I think this one as far as making fun of action films yeah. like lethal weapon is so spot on yeah, yeah. and uh it's fucking brilliant
4: it, it is one of those like a laugh not even a minute laugh a second really yep. like that opening sequence in the <laughs> oh, henry you touching my heart i don't know it, like <laughs> the opening sequence in like i think it's like a gas station or something yep. like every single shot is a different joke <laughs> yep. which i have to really applaud them for <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah i mean it was a pleasant surprise, as I had that uh, after uh, new year 's Eve Smurf's three <laughs> and then followed it up with the editor, which we'll get to in a second, but uh, yeah, thank you for having one good movie yeah.
0: uh, you know I tell everybody that this movie is just it, it, I love movies and spoofs, especially where there 's lines or lines of dialogue that are delivered that you said did I hear that right? yeah, you know like uh you know Sam Jackson. Um, is investigating and he says, you know, this is my partner, Billy York. Is that her? No, that's her picture. (laughs) It's it's like, it's like totally stupid. And then he's like, maybe this helps. He takes out a t-shirt with her photo on it. He's like, I don't know. Then he wheels her body in. (laughs) And and the guy says, I don't know. It's a little blurry. It's just totally (laughs) stupid. Um, Or when he picks up the the bullhorn and he starts screaming and it's in Japanese and he turns says made in Japan. He's like, can I get one made in America, please? (laughs) And it's, it's so fucking stupid. But there, I tell my my wife hates these movies, but there is a brilliance to making movies so oh, yeah. stupid that they're hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And they don't make them like that anymore. They really don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, or when they, no, <laughs> flip they make open them their, like movie 43. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. So, Loaded Web 1, he flips open their uh, wallet and the badge goes flying <laughs> out like a Chinese star and stabs some guy. And then, like, two minutes later, they're walking down the hallway and he pulls it out of him. This is all in the background. Like, it's. Yeah. Just, Brilliant. I fucking love that movie.
4: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was that one. It's yep. the one good one. Yes. <laughs> like,
0: well, you know, it might have elevated too with the other shit you saw. But, that's true. But, it,
4: might, it might have been a you know, a good smelling salt. Yeah.
0: So. But it's stupid. Like <laughs> when they go to like crime scenes and people are like murdered and they're all suicides. <laughs> when Whoopi Goldberg she's dead and he rolls her over and she has this shock look on her face. He's like, Huh, must have caught herself by surprise. <laughs> It's so fucking stupid, <laughs> but brilliant.
4: Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: It's tingling, Sarge. Good Irv. That means it's working. <laughs> like and you definitely have to know like yeah. late eighties, early nineties pop culture references yeah. because, you know, head and shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what got her killed. You don't think it was the bullets? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Awesome.
2: All right. Um we're down to my <laughs> second to last one. For both of these last two entries, I want to know who put them on the list for two different reasons. So, the first one we're going to talk about is I Am Number Four.
1: There were nine of us who escaped. Number one was killed in Malaysia. Number two was murdered in England. Number three was hunted down in Kenya.
6: You can only be killed in sequence.
1: What number am I? Seven? Five? I'm number four. I'm next. I've been on the run since
6: I can remember. You keep your head down. I know how to blend in. You're
5: gonna do well here.
6: Um... Oh, uh, John Smith. Okay.
1: You don't want to tell me your name. Eclipsis, seems like you want to run away.
5: That is kind of private, actually.
1: I've been to a lot of places. I think this is a pretty good place.
2: You were given these powers for a reason. As you focus,
6: you're going to learn to control them. They're here. Where is the boy? There's a hell of a lot more coming. I'm not gonna let anyone hurt you. I'm not leaving. You can't stop what's coming. No! Sarah! Where is she?
2: You have no idea how many have made sacrifices so you could live. If they kill
6: you, we are all gonna die. Who are you? Number six. You're more powerful together.
1: You have no idea what I'm capable of.
2: Now, who put I am number four on this list? Okay, I want you and Michael Bay to actively fucking apologize to me. I do not like, and again, Brad's getting it, the it is, of this, it is okay me? to like a movie. It is okay to like a story. I am not here to judge anybody here apart from the people who made the film. And what my judgment is is very simple. I do not appreciate you making me into the kind of person that would call the Twilight Saga franchise Masterpieces of Cinema. Because this movie said, hey, what if we made Twilight for boys and it was fucking boring as sin? What if we made Wonder Bread out of this? And Michael Bay said to DJ Caruso, here, here's a bunch of fucking money. Make something fucking stupid. It was the most infuriating YA adaptation I have ever seen in my life. You know, you can apply that to Michael
0: Bay. I have a bunch of money. Let me make something fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, you'd think...
2: And here's another thing. I don't appreciate elevating the Transformers movies that he's directed above this, but this makes the Transformers movies look like pieces of subtlety. The, this film is trash. The mo- The premise is there's a bunch of aliens scattered around the universe. A couple of them are on Earth. They're trying to evade being killed by an uh, a, a opposite race of other aliens, and uh, one of them is, na- is number four on the list. Oh, okay, uh, like the, mo- the yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. Please and, tell
0: me there's a part where there's like a Michael Bay hero shot where it comes below and swoops up, and he says, so I am, am number four.
2: I, I wish it was that fun. <laughs> I wish. I wish this movie made fun of itself. It would be more fun than what we got. Isn't so, his
4: like, titular name four? in this movie so pretty I much the it, movie. Well, okay. yeah,
2: well yeah but he has to go under assumed identities and the, okay. and the most latest one is John Smith uh, so fuck this movie John Smith <laughs> 1882 no I wish again <laughs> would be more interesting that's a really old Simpsons joke yes <laughs> um, now uh, but the basic premise is he he's trying to evade capture by these other aliens and he's trying to impress his not dad Timothy Oliphant but he also wants to be a normal kid in high school um, and he befriends a uh, weirdo girl photographer who randomly <laughs> takes photos of people and puts them up on the internet without their permission uh, and uh, and and then there's also this very yeah, dorky in a public
0: k- place you have no right to privacy
2: yeah uh, and uh, uh, the Uh, Then there's this kid who's picked on by uh, school bullies, the lead school bully, dated the girl who's now a creepy photographer, uh, and everybody's drama is intersecting with each other. But the difference between it and Twilight is, yeah, but Twilight is so silly that I kind of can't look away at the melodrama of it. This one is just like, guys, do something interesting, please. I am bored as sin. Uh, And it doesn't have anything fun going for it until – At one point, Timothy Oliphant is kidnapped by a bunch of conspiracy theorists who were paid off by the evil alien race to kidnap him and lure in number four. And at one point there, they have the conspiracy guy gone to the ground, and he goes like, sure, whatever. What do I know? I'm just a conspiracy guy. Nobody believes me. And I'm like, stop it. Stop with this dialogue. Enough. Uh, By the time it ends... Uh, they end with a nice big old fuck you of like we're gonna have a franchise, and I'm like in your dreams you are. Uh, it it was just it was insulting. If people are fans of these books, I think that they actively need to bang on Michael Bay's doors and demand their money back from. <laughs> said, as, bang on his doors, bang Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should revoke Michael Bay's privilege to direct any movie. For another year or so, so that he can spend the money he would ma- make use making that movie to repay anybody pretty, who Michael paid for Bay this didn't
4: film. this movie, I'm pretty
2: sure. I don't care. He put up the money. DJ okay. Caruso's not to blame here. This is Michael Bay going like, say, hey, what if we tried to make Twilight but boring? I'm putting this solely on his shoulders. Wait, because wait. This,
0: let's back this up. I know, I know. We're going long, but you actually think Twilight's good filmmaking
2: compared to this? Yes. You, but you said compared to this. Okay. Compared. Two, I am number four. Twilight is not if, good. <laughs> if, your go- if your goal is to make the counterpoint uh, or the counterprogramming Twilight for boys, you fucking failed. You have not come even close to understanding why those YA adaptations work. And I have to imagine that because this is a YA adaptation, again, it's similar to Diver- Divergent. You need to uh, give the movie the time it needs to breathe because you're adapting a book that's very popular. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone handles this fine. Because even though it condenses a bunch of stuff, if you feel like you've lived in the universe. I don't feel like I lived a goddamn minute inside the IM four universe before I was like, excuse me, what's going on? Why do I care? What the hell's going on? Why are these villains paper thin and I don't give a shit? It's it's frustrating. At least Divergent gave me intriguing elements of story. This one has no story. It's again, it's 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 just so it's so disappointing and the fact that it occupied any number of screens for any number of weeks is an insult to the art f- form of cinema itself. Damn! So. Yeah, I was not a fan, and I didn't appreciate paying $4 to Michael Bay's coffer <laughs> to awesome. watch this That's awesome. movie. That's awesome, you had to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, Corinne, what was the next movie you watched? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to be mean.
5: So, um, I started Top Secret 5th, but it was the last one I finished because of shenanigans I'll talk about later. Um, so the 5th one I finished was Trance,
1: There's something hidden, inside me. What is it? It's a memory. A memory? A memory of what you did. Anyone can steal a painting.
4: Let's start the bidding at five million pounds.
1: All it takes is a bit of muscle.
6: But no piece of art is worth a human life. Stop right there. No piece of art is worth a human life. Where is it? I can't
4: remember! I got hit on the head!
6: That you remember.
1: Have you ever been hypnotized before? Whatever is in his head, she can find. Uh, I want you to relax, Simon. Stop. What can you make him do?
2: Anything. Ah! Ah! All part of your plan. Two of you, planning it together. She put that there. It's not real. He wants the painting for himself. I don't believe that.
1: Why did you like to know? The memory is locked in a cage and with enough force the lock can be broken Elizabeth I have something to tell you You ready?
5: Which wasn't terrible. Yeah. It's kind of like a heist, sort of a thriller movie. um, Like a mental, like mind fuck thriller. There's um, an art heist
2: in there. But again, I yeah. dare you to tell me that it's there.
5: <laughs> yeah, like an art heist. And there's like this whole plot about like hypnosis. Like James McAvoy steals a painting, but doesn't remember where he put it. So his like criminal crew makes him go see this hypnotherapist uh, played by Rosario Dawson. And um, I mean, you can tell pretty much right away, like she already knows what's up. Um, so yeah, spoilers for trans, I guess. But yeah, she's behind the whole thing more or less. Um, I won't give away the whole thing because there is like backstory Us, to like really why she's doing it. Um, <laughs> But I will say there is a whole plot point about how she... Gets with James McAvoy and she shaves her pubes before they have sex. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite Uh,
4: part of this movie is that it's a massive twist that's very reliant on Rosario Dawson's vagina.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which has made watching Ahsoka really weird now. Thanks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, wasn't terrible. Um, At least it was short and Vincent Cassell was in it. So that was kind of fun.
2: Two interesting points of a review. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent uh-huh. Castle, Rosario Dawson Shaved Pussy. Well I was gonna say it, I, I was thinking it's short and Vincent Cassella's in it, but that's another That's just the quote on on the
0: on the D V D thing. Rosario Dawson Shaved Pussy. Henry Jarvis Ruler's
2: podcast. <laughs> From Danny Boyle, director of that movie with Rosario Dawson Shaved Pussy. <laughs>
5: Yeah, it wasn't a terrible, like, heist, mind-thriller movie, so... Yeah, cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Brad? Brad.
3: All right, uh, my fifth movie uh, is where I started to uh, dive into the horror movies I was given, and the first one was The Devil Inside.
2: South Hartford 911, what is your emergency? Three.
1: Three people. Ma'am, what's the problem? Three people are dead. I killed them. Ma'am. Ma'am. When I was about eight years old, my mother murdered three people. Police arrived at the home. She had committed these murders during an exorcism. An exorcism performed on her. The Holy Church got involved, and she was transferred to the Centrino Mental
2: Hospital in Rome. So here I am. You start wondering, is it in my jeans? Am I gonna flip out one day?
4: Just precautions. If she became so difficult, there is a panic button on the wall.
1: Maria, I'm your daughter. Connect the cuts. Connect the cuts, connect the cuts. If you really want to help your mother, you need a better understanding of exorcism.
5: What do you suggest? You need to see a real one. Where
1: is she? I had to move her downstairs to the base.
6: <laughs> this is a
1: combination of science and religion. Based on my background in medicine. Let's bring it. Isabella. She said my name. <laughs> I found four voices on the recordings. What does that mean? Multiple demonic possession. Please help my mother. This isn't consistent with any form of possession that I've ever seen. I'm sorry, Isabella. This. The spider came down.
5: Isabella, don't listen to it. Down
1: came the rain. spider <laughs> out. No, I don't it. the sun Let my mother
3: uh which is a uh a possession movie uh which are never terrifying to me at all mm-hmm. um i always feel like if i was in a room with one of those people i just like Cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll leave. Yeah, or you're you know, on the demon side. Let's just beat the demon out of him. Um,
0: yeah. So uh, <laughs> I just got the image of Jonah Hill in the This Is the yeah, End.
2: <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> you need a demon movie where a bunch of random people with baseball bats are hitting the possessed person until, <laughs> until the devil comes out.
3: Does it compel me? Does it? Does it? Does it compel me? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it's a found footage uh, documentary of this girl whose mother was uh, possessed. Um, and the movie starts out with these uh, two officers at the crime scene. They're going through the basement doing a, you know, a video, a vlog of, you know, here's this thing, here's this thing. Um, kind of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the mm-hmm. remake starts, you know, like clips of... Uh, this is a, based on a true story. It's not. Um <laughs> It's yeah, you know, it's just uh, all these hypothetical, hypothetical things, yeah. Anyway, um so yeah, then it cuts to uh uh all that is, <laughs> is uh, the crime scene of the mom of this household and then it cuts to like you know, twenty years later, daughter's all grown up and she's curious about like, you know, I want to find out what happened to my mom, like I needed a definitive answer. Was it really possession or is she crazy? Um and so she enlists the help of uh more uh priests, much like silence uh to go find a, <laughs> uh and they're like the Vatican's like no, don't do this stuff we' are not authorizing it uh and then uh she, eventually she convinces the two to like go on this journey with her, and it you know it plays out exactly as you expect um they they find other possessed people and then uh, and the the devil's able to trans do What is it transference um and so you know they get possessed themselves and then it ends in this disappointing uh car crash <laughs> no. where it's yeah. like oh the movie's over okay
2: yeah i remember walking out of that in the theater going like why the fuck did it end that way because <laughs> they ran out of money i think yeah. <laughs> and again and again similar to i am number four one of the biggest sins that this movie has is that it's fucking boring <laughs>
3: yeah it's boring uh although i would say for like a low budget almost indie film like the car crash is pretty impressive like Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's a uh, you know the the gopro camera in the car and it's spinning around and everyone's like rolling around in it like that's pretty amazing they've achieved that on a low budget but yeah it's it's kind of disappointing to have this like uh like they go uh, there's a hospital scene and finally the, like the main girl's possessed and then they just like the the characters just end up in the car and you're like oh it's gonna go to like the big finale and then like yeah they crash and it's like that's it that's yeah. you sat through all this for that yeah no one lives there's no resolution nothing
2: if you feel like you've just been actively robbed but the difference is there wasn't a gun underneath your ribs demanding the money
3: yeah probably the coolest part is that like middle possession scene where they got the body contortionist to do it
2: yeah that's i mean um, I, i'm not saying that like there's useless it's useless overall it's just that like as a as as something that you are expecting some kind of like full-rounded storytelling it decides to just say we don't fucking care
3: <laughs> yeah we ran out of money we're done yeah um so yeah, but yeah, possession movies—I'm never like, oh, I'm not literally like, ever scared or interested. No. So I was predisposed to be like, oh, this is probably gonna—I'm my review is gonna be this way. So
2: given <laughs> given the fact that I enjoyed um, like the Last Exorcism, the the uh, one that Eli Roth produced, I thought Devil Inside might be fun. And then when I went to, when I walked out, I was like, nope, nope, uh, nope. My
0: favorite movie like this is The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which everybody should see. That
2: is a good exorcism movie that people should watch.
0: Um, so I only have two left and I'm going to save my favorite film throughout this whole thing for last because I'm going to take motherfuckers to the floor for making me watch Climax
5: if you couldn't dance what would you do?
6: Mm. so sad what
5: danse pour toi? it's all for me
6: La danse, c'est tout pour moi. C'est que ça.
0: Est-ce que t'es euh, t'es prêt à beaucoup de choses
6: pour réussir C'est-à-dire.
5: Oh, you're so good. Thank you like this I'm so happy. I couldn't be happier. Oh!
1: Qu'est-ce que t'as Tu
6: sais, garde le secret, un secret, un secret, un secret, un secret. Un secret.
0: Um, Climax is a movie that is a French piece of shit film where it's interpretive dancing and then they take LSD through like a punch at this dance thing they're doing. Against their will. (laughs) Uh, Sure. And spiked, (laughs) and then I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's just them talking about their relationships, and then there's some little kid there for some reason, and his mom's there, and she's like, "I am a good mother, aren't I?" And he's like, "Yeah, mommy, you're good." And but it's in French. Well, in Europe, Um,
3: you're allowed to take LSD at a younger age than America. Yeah, Um, Yeah,
0: one LSD doesn't make you act that way. Timothy Laurence put that out there right now, Um, and I guess the big claim to fame of this is the 42-minute single shot of. the mummy girl going, Aah! Aah! like ripping up the um, fucking room and like freaking out. And I'm like, what the fuck is this piece of shit movie? Like there there is no structure to it at all. Um, Then I went back and I after I watched it, my head hurt. I literally took a break from watching movies after I watched this because it was so bad. I went back and I- its killed cinema for I, you? I read that like 90% of the people in there are just dancers and they improv all the lines. Like, oh, that makes sense because none of this has any, I don't know. Structure. Structure. Exactly. Thank you. And then I'm reading critics about, I think it's like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes and they go, oh man, this is like a head trip that you won't believe and it's so uncomfortable because they talk about abortion and I go, no, this movie sucks. <laughs> And um, I just want to point out that Henry gave this a better review than Spider-Man No Way Home on Letterboxd. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck?
4: But it, to be fair, I gave – I just don't think that highly of No Way Home. I <laughs> that, gave that this is, only two stars, I think.
0: Uh, you gave it two and a half. You gave No Way Home two stars. Uh, okay. So I was fair like, enough. really? Spider-Man No Way Home is amazing. And I forget, I forget movie Brad gave this a higher grade than I was like, really? That's, that's what we're going with. This piece of art interpretive bullshit – that is so pretentious, has its head so far up its ass that, um, I, I can't even tell you. Like, if you want to ni- and the only thing I will say, this is the only, this is why I gave it half a star, because it's his shortest film. Because if I would have got in, enter the void that is three and a half hours long, I would have been pissed. Because this film is 97 minutes and it felt like a fucking eternity. Because there's literally the mummy lady for like, 25 minutes going from room to room on LSD. By the way, this is what happens when you're on LSD. Going from room to room on LSD going, ah, 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 And then she's like screaming and rolling around on the floor like, ah, 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 And then she just wakes up and leaves at the end of the thing. And then the cops come and say, oh, there's a dead girl. Oh, they killed her boy. Oh, my God. It's so shocking. So,
2: like, it's the end of X, but if it were stupid.
0: Yeah. And then I already knew I was in for trouble when it says, French and proud of it. Wait, does oh, it really right. say I that? I don't that. remember yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it does.
3: The opening credits, yeah. yeah. Oh, my fucking
6: God. A film by Gaspar no way. <laughs> <laughs> boom,
5: boom, boom, Honestly, Ryan, I don't understand what is it about critics and seeing a French movie about absolute garbage that, I don't know. that they're like, oh, yes, so, this is the best movie ever made.
0: So honestly, my this is my problem with films sometimes and critics and I know I'm going off tangent here, but it's an independent film and it's made by a director that people respect or whatever Gaspar Noé is. And they just go, oh, this is just so unique. Wow, this is so cool. And when I, I – Brad always hates when I use this, when I describe things as independent. But this is what I think of where there's no structure. It's just a lot of noise. And trying to be shocking for the shock of being shocking and it's not shocking is just grates on me. You know, um shocking to me is when I saw a Delivery in Telluride Horror and the mom delivers her baby and stabs it with a fucking scissor. You know, that's shocking to me. Oh, spoilers for the end of that movie. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Um But this isn't shocking to me. This is just obnoxious. And like the dialogue is so bad and it takes so long to get going. It's like an hour and 10. Well, no, I guess it'd be 45 minutes because there's that 42 minute shot at the end. But it's pe- just two talking heads. And they go, uh, I like drugs. You don't like drugs? You should like drugs. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Kill me. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, well. I guess be glad you didn't get Enter the Void. Yeah, oh I every day. I, I, I after I You still could though. <laughs> I, I, I I hit on his the director and each film is like three hours yeah. long. I I'm just going, oh my god. No, I remember. I lucked out.
4: When you do this, I remember thinking, like, this is honestly the best-case scenario for you to it get is. a Gaspar No.A. If you could
0: take my nightmare, it would be French cinema, <laughs> drugs, quick cuts, pretentiousness, and piss-poor acting, and it's just, like, all in a blender. And the whole time is, like, nightmare fuel for me. And I remember my wife came, came out, and she says, what am I hearing? Because it was literally that girl was screaming for, like, ten straight minutes. And she comes out and my, Laura says, what are you watching? I'm like, I don't know.
5: Why is, it called,
0: why is it called climax? I don't know. I don't know.
5: Nobody climaxed in it? No. Nope.
0: <laughs> I mean, there is like one naked chick who like starts making out with that mummy girl like in the middle of this like one take scene. I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe uh, it's
3: the the whole movie is just a third act of a larger movie, and Ooh. he tra- he was going to shoot it out of order and got to the end of this and was like, yeah, ah, yeah, no, there's nowhere to go with no, this.
0: no, because I read too. He shot it in order on purpose because you know he's he's French and fucking weird. Yeah, you should read all about this film, and it, it was it won awards.
4: It did. Well, people love him for, I know, for a reason, but
0: I don't understand. I, don't I mean, I know Brad loves Enter the Void, but like I I, I whatever. It's really creative. So,
5: it, um, do we all hate Brad now? Pretty much. Did he give he us did our favorite movies? Guys, on all of our I lists. hated
0: Brad before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I went on a long tirade, but that film drove me insane.
4: I feel like the only the better case scenario is that if you get love the next time we do this, <laughs> which is his film, that's a mix between this and Enter the Void because it's three hours of just people fucking.
2: You know, <laughs> well, Ryan. Maybe we. Maybe you and I need to switch it up. I'll watch Climax, and you can watch I Am Number 4. Maybe we'll both be more positive at the same point.
0: No, I I would watch I Am 4 18 times in a row before I ever (laughs) watch Climax ever again. I saw
2: the movie. No, you wouldn't.
0: (laughs) Uh, Instead of watching Climax? Yes, I would.
2: I guess if you had a gun to (laughs) your (laughs) hand.
0: No, no gun needed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right.
3: Uh, <all> right. <laughs> Three minutes into climax, he just reaches for his holster. <laughs> like, uh... oh,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> We're gathered here today to mourn Officer Frost, killed in the line of duty. I don't carry guns. I don't believe in him By <laughs> Gaspar Noe and his art, <laughs> uh, Henry. All right,
4: what, what's your last film? My last film was The Editor.
6: He toils in the shadows, in a world of make believe. Where the only reality is terror. Ah! A man walking the razor's edge of sanity and madness. And what if Claudio were to suddenly die, huh? What then? Don't worry about that silly little man. He can cut it as many times as you like. He's pathetic. Interesting how that name keeps coming up. Editor. Core, obsession, lust, and blood. Pour from the camera's unblinking eye. And you've got a front row seat to murder. You don't want to leave things like this lying around. The wrong hands, they become weapons. the editor. He'll leave you on the cutting room floor.
4: Which is a movie. Um. (laughs) Is it, though? So, here's the thing. I actually really enjoy, like, vinegar syndrome-type movies. uh, Because it's always fun to see, like... Okay, we found this mentally unstable pervert, and we gave him an <laughs> ungodly <laughs> amount of money, and this is what he created. I find that fun. It's less fun when you, we find the people today who are like, I really love the mentally unstable pervert, and I want to make movies like him. So, in the editor is kind of one of those movies. Uh, I will say, I've discovered this about myself, I don't like any Gallo movie. Mm. I just don't like any of them. And this movie's a very big homage to Gallo movies. So, it was hard for me to get into it for that reason. Because you have that, like, issue, like, with dub stuff, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, the, it doesn't match up when you put on, like, if it's, like, it's in English, but it doesn't match up or whatever. Yeah. Right. And there's no way to fix that. It's just, it's always wrong.
0: Super distracting. Yeah, I but, hate but, it. But, see, I don't mind, like, Suspiria, because, yeah. you know, like, because half the cast is American. Yeah, yeah. But it is distracting when half the cast is American, and then they have the Italian actors... Miming, or, or like, like a,
2: or like a good, bad, and the uglier fistful of dollars, like that. Yeah. It kind of works with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. stuff like that. Cool.
0: I just think the Italians should have
4: learned how to sound at it. Um, but <laughs> well, why anyway. don't you go back
2: <laughs> in time and yell at them about it? I've
4: tried. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, one thing I thought was missing from the previous films that I had watched uh, for this challenge was there weren't enough rockin' tits, uh, <laughs> and there are certainly a lot of rockin' tits in this movie. So. It was a good uh, final taste <laughs> for
0: the uh,
2: rocking tits.
0: For, uh, there is that's obs- a new Vinegar Syndrome movie,
2: <laughs> <laughs> rocking tits. This um, is directed by the Astron Six guy. Yes, isn't it's an Astron it? Six guy. I got yeah. Leprechaun Returns, which is directed by that guy too. Oh, is it really? Yeah, oh, I fun. got a Sci Fi Channel version of yeah. this uh, experience, though. So, fuck yeah. you for having more fun, I guess. So it's uh, <laughs>
4: you know, there's there's fun to be had here. I don't think it's necessarily for me because what it's trying to do an homage to is not for me either. Uh, but if you love like a lot of gratuitous nudity uh, uh-huh. and, uh, uh, and there's like some really, there okay, are some I'm very listening. fun uh, like gore effects like there's one time that someone rips someone's face off because they think they're wearing a mask oh, um, <laughs> and like you see like an animatronic face like face without a face uh, happen. And he's like, oh, wait, it wasn't a mask, and they just mush the skin back <laughs> on, and then it cuts, and she's fine. Um, so there's, there's, like, fun to be had for, like, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it is, it, there's a lot of, like, fun stuff, but then there's a lot of stuff, like, what you say, where it's, like, an attempt to be shocking, but the attempt itself is just kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not as authentic, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a great uh, way of, more more apt than my, <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> But, you know, if you love Rockin' Tits
0: and you love Gallo, I do.
4: maybe you'll love the editor.
0: I'm, Who knows? I'm, I'm indifferent on gal, but yeah. no, I am I, a fan of Rockin' Tits. Yeah. So. I put this on the list. I I, I don't remember anything from it. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it is yeah. very much a blur. I <laughs> will say, so they also did Psycho Goreman. And the first time I saw Psycho Goreman, I'm like, man, I am just not into this. Did
4: they do Psycho? Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And as I But then... The Blu-ray came out, and I got the Blu-ray because the Blu-ray was packed with features. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Whatever. And then when I watched Psycho Goreman again, I had way more fun watching yeah. it because I think I got used to the tone and yeah, their style like of the humor. Yeah. yeah, their campiness because yeah. yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the editor though. I should. Yeah,
4: I kind for of for the challenge, tits. thinking that the editor would be one of the worst movies, and it definitely wasn't. So.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Wonderful.
2: All right. I'll go out on a high note, which I'm like, like Little Monsters and uh, Weathering with You, I really, really liked. But I really love when we're on Real Nerds and a movie surprises me. And the biggest surprise was Water for Elephants. (laughs)
6: sir can we help you
1: you know circuses
6: 1931 was the Benzini brothers that's the most famous circus disaster of all time are you telling me that you were there for right in the middle of it I don't know if I picked that circus but something told me that circus picked me
2: The run on tricks. Everyone plays.
1: You're a beautiful woman. You deserve a beautiful life.
2: Uh who put Water for Elephants on uh this list? You do? Okay, you've redeemed yourself for I am number four. Uh That's not what I wanted. This <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to break him. Uh, I yep. Well you. here's 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 the problem. Here's what you did. You thought about the Robert Pattinson Reese Witherspoon thing and thought, well, gee, Zach's not really gonna care about chin. that. Here's what you didn't reckon on. Hal Hallbrook. Christoph Waltz and setting the fucking depression in a circus. Yeah, and never that's seen your it, problem so They I wouldn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> that that was your that was your big mistake is not reading this plot synopsis and go. Well, gee Zach's a sucker for all this shit. So like it it is very very uh I was very surprised by how well its melodrama got its hooks in me. Uh basic plot is Uh, Robert Pattinson is a veterinarian school uh, is a guy going to veterinarian school but uh, his parents die in a car crash and Mm. so he joins the circus uh, in an effort to kind of find his identity Uh, he finds him finds his way onto this circus led by Christoph Waltz where um, he gets hired on as a veterinarian uh, and it's really about him I guess falling in love with Reese Witherspoon and thusly uh having an affair with her that christoph waltz does not like uh that's a bingo. Kind of, yeah. You're supposed to have the affair with the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the reason Watch it's not five stars... the big stars. Dick. The, re, the reason it is not five stars is because it didn't have rock and tits, and it didn't have rubber bands and fucking an elephant. <laughs> yes. That's just um, drunk down his dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you no know elephant anatomy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see this. is hey, a nice bunch <laughs> um, impressions. I will say that, like, every... it it touched on everything I kind of tend to like in a saccharine film from geezer exploitation on down to the magic of the depression and the circus. Um, And uh, it it just, it had a good tone about it that I was able to jive with. I was actually very, very like, I found myself crying near the end because the the ending in particular has water is for elephants. Um, Primarily because the, the whole, like, wraparound is that Hal Holbrook is old Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and I really hope that when Robert Pattinson reaches Hal Holbrook's age, he just looks like Hal Holbrook. Um, but, my, uh, the my al- tears are for you, Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> tears for Dumbo should be the sequel to the film. Um, but uh, basically, like, the wraparound story involves Hal Holbrook as, uh, like, older Robert Pattinson going like, oh, I, I I escaped the old folks home to go to the circus with my son who did not show up. So he ends up talking to the circus promoter for two hours, conceivably telling him the story. And part of me wants an alternate film where Hal Holbrook is just <laughs> describing the plot of this film. Uh, but by the end, he was just like... I don't really like the old folks home and my children are clearly forgetting to visit me. Can I join your circus and be a ticket taker at the age of 88? And he goes, yes. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm crying right now. This is beautiful. Um, I will say the problem with this film. And I don't think it, I think it's just a thing that just naturally didn't click. Reese Witherspoon is good. Robert Pattinson is good. Everybody's good in the film. Robert Pattinson and Reese Witherspoon don't really have any chemistry. To their relationship, it's very lacking. Uh, you do kind of wonder, like, why the hell do you e- you people even care about each other? And part of it also has to do with Reese Witherspoon's characterization of, like, well, I'm an opportunist, and that's why I marry Christoph Waltz and still stay with him, even though he beats the shit out of me. Uh, it, it's 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 lacking in something that would otherwise make this work for me. I think Fra- Francis Lawrence, the guy who directed it, he's also done Red Sparrow in the Hunger Games films. He keeps surprising me as a director because he has, he has a grasp on cinematic language, even at a base core level, that makes me enjoy some of his stuff. Like Red Sparrow was a good Hitchcock imitation. Uh, Hunger Games movies that he's done are really good. So uh, yeah, I was I was thankful that I finally got to watch this film, and I recently found out this is one of my sister's favorite movies. So now we have something to watch together as a family. Uh, uh, the only thing I
0: remember about this movie is I saw it with my mother in law and my wife, and my mother in law kept on leaning over and saying, "Why is her chin so pointy?" Talking about Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> I didn't know how to respond to it. And I and I, I in the theater, I was like, Meh. <laughs> "Now every time I see her, I just think of her pointy chin."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. But yeah, also Christoph Waltz. Just about two years after Inglourious Bastards, he gets this in the Green Hornet. You know, Green Hornet's not a great movie, but like his participation in both of these movies elevates the films. I think in the different Green ways. Hornet's
0: better than people give it credit for.
2: I do too. I agree. Um, but yeah, Christoph Waltz like actually nails it, and he he's really good at making you believe. Like, I oh, yes, I I ran away and joined the circus, and I'm also an abusive piece of shit. Um, yeah, I, I think his like. His version of the whole opening of Inglorious Bastards in this movie is when he basically knows that Robert Pattinson and Reese Witherspoon have feelings for each other, and he makes them dance for him. And I'm like, this is creepy. And this movie's PG-13. Why is this here? <laughs> um, it does also have a shit ton of violence in it for a PG-13 movie. There's a lot more blood than I was expecting. And I'm like, what? God, this movie's brutal. And yet, blood you are- for elephants. Yeah, blood for. <laughs> That's the Astron Six version of this movie. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Water for Elephants. Watch it. It's actually really good. Corinne, your final film.
5: I saved the best for last. My last film uh, that I finished was Top Secret. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Look,
2: I'm not the first guy who fell in love with a girl he met in a restaurant who then turned out to be the daughter of a kidnapped scientist only to lose her to a childhood
1: lover who she'd last seen on a deserted island and who turned out 15 years later to be the leader of the French Underground. I know. It It all sounds like some bad movie. Got a girl named Daisy. She almost drives me crazy. Got a
4: girl named Daisy. She almost drives me crazy. She walked me to the East. She walked me to the West. But she's the girl that I...
5: Oh, man, Ryan's my two picks. spoofs. Nice. Another spoof movie. Um, so about a third of the way into watching the DVD, or the sorry, the Blu-ray that Thank Ryan you. lent me. I know DVD triggers you. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> about a third of the it's okay, way
2: Ryan. It's okay.
5: into the movie, all of a sudden my Blu-ray player stopped working. And uh, didn't get it to work ever again after that. So Top had to bust it open and rescue Ryan's um, disc. And now I had to order a whole new Blu-ray player. And I cut my hand open. So, oh, you know, I, we, we the nerds, shed blood, sweat, and tears over episode 600. So y'all better appreciate that at home. But Did you and, watch
3: the other movies, the other five on Blu-ray? Because I was going to say, maybe no. those movies, like killed your blu-ray player like, it
5: literally I killed can't. my blu-ray player thanks ryan yep but it actually was uh pretty good you know yeah, i would watch movie. it again um it's watching that it it for was... the
0: anal intruder <laughs>
5: oh boy yeah there were a couple of jokes i was not a fan of but um why that's funny <laughs> I kn- i knew i was in for a fun ride when in the first like two minutes it got me twice the first one of the first jokes is like this evil guy is, like, on top of a train, and the, the like, cool secret agent, who's played by Omar Sharif, by the way, who's like, I did not realize he was going to be in this movie, um, but he's like, oh, no, he sees the bridge coming, so he ducks down, and then the evil guy is like, Huh? and then he, like, hits the bridge, but then, rather than, like, falling off or getting decapitated, he just, he's fine. Yep. <laughs> like, the bridge gets destroyed, but he's just standing there, and then the Omar Sharif's like... Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and then we cut to the German high command, and it tells you that with a sign in English. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, okay, this, this should actually be pretty fun. Mm. And it's made by the same people who made Airplane, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it said on the Blu-ray. The Abrams. Um, and it's been a long Z- Zucker Z- Zucker. And Abrams. Yeah. 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 It's been a long time since I've seen Airplane. I don't remember liking it that much. Obviously, there are some jokes in it I liked, but... I would yeah. hope this
2: urges you to go back to airplane because yeah. it still really works. Um yeah. but
5: I think I like this better than what I remember of Airplane. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: It's it's it
0: again, it's a really silly movie. But um like I mean it, it's things you know, when Val Kilmer has that one French resistance lady in and he sings Are You Lonesome Tonight? But it's set to J.C. Penny jingle. Right. <laughs> Um, it's oh, silly. man, there's
5: so many good gags in it. Um,
0: there's a great special feature on the Blu-ray where they talk about how they filmed the shot in reverse that's yes, like a minute long. With Peter
5: Cushing in it. Yeah. Um, and I think one, two of my favorite gags were um, when Val Kilmer, who looking really good in this movie, by the way. Um, when Val Kilmer goes to the dinner and he gets the note from his friend and he's reading it. And then you just kind of hear this voiceover of like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't make it to dinner. My voice isn't very good. And then you see his friend walk into shot with like a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> Is this helping at all? Um, and then this, my second favorite was probably um, there at the shootout at the little hi- uh, rebel compound, mm-hmm. um, and they, they start busting through the windows whenever they shoot the guns. <laughs> and then Val Kilmer ends up playing tic tac toe with.
0: <laughs> well, it also has it in that part where he's interesting. All the French like resistance people. Right. I, I love the part where he's uh, and they're introducing. Says and deja vu. Oh, the yeah. guy says, Have we met before? And, say, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I don't think so. Which, and then it keeps on the guy for a beat, mm-hmm. and he turns his head away. And then he looks back at him suspiciously. It's like the most throwaway bit, but it is chef kisses. There,
5: there are a lot of funny like background bits. Yep. We're just like they don't take long with them. They don't sit on them forever. You know, nope. it's. I, yeah, there were a lot of great gags in the movie. And, of course, the final one where she's saying goodbye to all of her rebel friends. Um, and I was like, this feels very Wizard of Oz. And then right as I think that, she's like, and I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. And like, <laughs> a literal Scarecrow and then gets on the plane.
0: Did you watch the credits?
5: Yes. So, so yes, yeah. I so did. that's what's
0: great about the Zucker Brothers movies, too. Is, you know, Airplane has, like, the recipe for a perfect chocolate chip cookie or something. Yeah. And then they just I'd, have stupid stuff. Yeah, I did see,
5: it. like, the space for rent or something yeah. in there. <laughs> and then, of course, more. Val Kilmer's beautiful face while he's sneaking yep. I kind
2: of want to risk shooting. that I want to risk the health of my blu-ray player and borrow it from me <laughs> now right <Ryan.
5: laughs> if it breaks another blu-ray player well, well, I know have it's, a DVD
2: it's so it good well. that if it... anybody
0: wants the dvd they may
2: have it. it's it's so good that it literally your blu-ray player goes like this is it this is all you get <laughs> now out of cinema
5: yeah I had to finish watching it on my roommate's xbox and I was like if this breaks her xbox <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> a cursed disc <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a plot for you <laughs> nothing i just told him i'm going to put him on the jc penny catalog <laughs> <laughs> brad was what's your last one
3: all right my last one was the most expensive of mine to watch because it was uh, only available on netflix and a, i had to send it for that so um yeah my last one is there's someone inside your house look it's pretty obvious here you're a good kid there's a lot of pressure to be perfect
6: Sometimes it's easier to be ourselves around strangers than our own friends. You had no relationship with Jackson?
1: No. The
6: fuck? You're in my house! So I can legally kill you! This isn't who I am! This
2: isn't me.
6: Seems the killer wore a mask with the victim's face and was intent on exposing intimate information. Action and pace took a knee on the field of life. hope they're serving fireball up in paradise, brother. Now I wanna die.
3: It doesn't make sense, you know? Why would the killer go after Jackson?
6: Got secrets.
3: Careful out there, friend. Crazy people in this town.
5: I have a secret. I accidentally ran over a hitchhiker and dumped his body into the ocean. Is that bad?
1: I just want to Shit, there's someone wearing Rodrigo's face! You
3: guys just are who you are. Don't you don't have any secrets.
2: I don't wanna die. You can't hide anything anymore. Rakani, I know who you are. Whatever little game this is. I don't wanna die. Whatever
6: you think you know. You don't know shit!
1: I just wanna live. You
6: know my secret.
5: he's wearing a mask on my face and he's forcing me to record offensive hate speech and i oh
0: oh which, man that's awesome that's mine too
3: <laughs> which uh yeah you said was yeah uh it's yours and you said it was gonna be absolutely terrible and um it like a lot of the movies on my list was just meh uh it's a story uh it starts out pretty good uh yeah. There's this opening sequence where there's some jock alone in his house. He comes home, um, and he, uh, in typical slashing movie fashion, he's on the phone, realizes someone, uh, feels like there's someone inside the house, so he starts inspecting the rooms, gets in the closet, gets attacked. Um, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. The title, there's someone in your house. <laughs> and the rest of the movie, there's never anyone else inside nope. anybody's house. Um, it's a metaphor for like one of your friends is the killer. Um, cuz yeah the the main characters who i don't remember their any of their names um oh it was
0: a good trademark of a film yeah <laughs> yeah
3: um uh, yeah the 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 this uh, was like a star football guy who died and so it affects the community and then everyone's kind of like oh, wary about who's next um and they each get picked off one by one and then the ending is in a corn maze and you find out with, uh, as soon as, like, the dude's, you know, he's, he's all disguised, but as soon as you, he's got the props, the the weapons, uh, given the scene earlier in the movie um, about his dad being a Nazi uh, memorabilia guy, you're like, oh, it's, it's that guy. So the reveal after that is not surprising. No. Um, you, you know who it is. Um, and then the whole movie, I'm just going, like, why is he killing his friends? And, uh, like, I get he hates his dad, but why is he taking it out on everyone else? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and, you know,
0: the reason I don't like it is because, I mean, I, I love slasher films, and I know a lot of them are just throwaway, but this one just felt cheap to me, you know, like, because the opening is cool. It's kind of Scream-esque, and yeah. I was expecting more home invasion stuff because the title of the film is There's Someone Inside Your House, and so I just kept on expecting it, but it literally just devolves into this, oh, I'm just going to kill people because I'm a Nazi.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, they, like, pad for time by, like, introducing, like, oh... Each of these characters is dealing with like modern uh, problems, like really quickly, like a a real uh, quick dry, like once over of Mm -hmm. uh, things kids these days are uh, struggling with, uh, but they really don't have any relevance on the actual murders at hand. Um, So, yeah,
2: it's kind of like sticking eco, uh, like uh, bashes against eco-friendly protocol in the Leprechaun Returns movie. (laughs) It's kind of like, why did you pick this to do?
0: and that's always a struggle in horror films I think too personally is they either are really good or they just can't sustain their premise for that long and yeah. this is definitely one of it's, those films it
2: sounded like your film deserved a Nazi leprechaun as opposed to just a regular Nazi I,
0: I yeah that. and when you
3: make a slasher film you're like the kills have to be cool and like, yeah. none of them really are exactly um, uh, like when he, like the one guy at the, the mansion is like crawling through the um, the air duct and, like, you're, like, how did the killer, like, get from in the room yeah. to, like, through the drywall to get to the – to start poking holes in the, yeah. the air duct? Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. And then the kids drive the, the, the car into the fire in the corn like – of course it's gonna explode like what the fuck were you thinking
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man you're just saying this stuff and I'm remembering why I hate this movie
3: yeah it, it would have been safer for you to just like walk your ass into the corn maze and get everyone out <laughs> than driving the car and you just made it worse
0: uh, my last one is actually my favorite film I watched and it's actually a really good movie it's uh, The Killing of Two Lovers
2: hey Alex yeah what do you call a pile of kittens
1: what
6: a mountain?
1: yeahton
6: live my life you working yeah this early yeah dad stop digging
0: you think we're
1: doing the right thing
5: David I love you you love me we're trying to figure this out by the
6: time I'm listening dad
1: Love is a feeling and feelings. They move in, they move out.
6: Darling, nice. Mom's cheating on you.
4: Would you hit me?
1: What's his name? Derek. Yeah, it's so
6: late. I know, I didn't get to say bye, so I just want to come by and say goodnight and I love you. I only agreed to do this, because you promised me
2: that we were going to work through this.
5: You need to fight. You need to fight for us.
0: (laughs) David, can you look
6: at me? This is my family. They're worth it.
1: Six,
6: five, four, three, two, one, go! I live my life painted in a corner.
4: I'm truly honored that the one pick I got for anyone is your favorite.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it it's it's really fat because you can tell it's a really small movie, but uh, the main character David, played by Clayne Crawford, I mean, ever since he decided to be a jerk on le- Lethal Weapon, he's kind of disappeared. Um, but the opening shot is like really kind of haunting. It's he's in this bedroom and he has a gun pointed at this woman and this man, and he's just standing there and there's no dialogue. And I go, oh shit, is this like the opening of this movie? Is this this guy killing these people? And then.
5: Well, I mean, it, it does say in the title. It does.
0: Uh, so it's maybe a minute long, and he's just no dialogue, really no sound. And then he crawls out of the bedroom window, runs up the street, takes care of his father who's sick. Then he comes back to the house because that's the house that his wife lives in because they got separated, and he's picking up his kids for school. And there's just. Like, nothing really happens in the movie. It's basically about a guy who can't uh, wrap his head around that his wife is going to leave him for another man and that they're living in his house. And he's and – they're setting this up big. Like, he's going to kill them. And you learn as you watch this that he's actually kind of a good dude and he's just really hurt. Um, The performances are incredible in this film. I think there's maybe four or five characters in the whole movie. Um, but they're all fantastic. Um, and it's the shortest film I think I had. I think it's only like 82 minutes long. It's really quick. But the performances are so good. There's even this like really sad scene where um, he he knows that his wife has a new boyfriend. But they're still trying to make it work. So he picks up his wife to go on this date. But she doesn't want to go out with him. And um, they, they talk in their car. And um, it's just layered with this like tension and you know the boyfriend shows up to deliver flowers to the the wife but they're parked away and they're just making sure their kids nothing happens to their kids and then her little boys come out and they destroy the flowers and it's pretty funny um the only the only thing that kept it from being like a truly great film for me is the ending yeah i think the ending is super unsatisfying yeah i understand why they did it um but it's I don't want to spoil it, but... It's
4: very much an indie film yeah, thing. Like, they, they just is. couldn't figure out exactly what they wanted to do. They exactly. They like a budget to do what they wanted to do, so they just kind of...
0: Because the, the the climax of the film... I mean, it ends, like, two minutes after the climax. Yeah. But the climax is, it's like, riddled with tension, and you you think, is this going to be the breaking point for David? Um, And it throws a curveball. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, because it the title is very... Spot on, but not in the way you think it's spot on.
2: Not like yeah. Drag Me to Hell is what you're saying. Yeah,
0: yeah it's not like Drag Me to Hell. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a really well-made film. Yeah. And it's very quiet, and it makes me want to watch his other films. It flew
4: super under the radar when it came out. Yeah. So I'm glad that I was able to get someone to see it. Oh, yeah, so, no, I was,
0: yeah. I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And like I said, it, it hooked me right at the beginning because, oh, shit. But it, it's interesting watching because even when he you know goes to the park and he has these model rockets for his kids and they're all having fun and his teenage daughter is really struggling with it um his you know his sons think he's the coolest dad in the world but the teenage daughter is old enough to understand what's going on and it's it's really well made and i I, I think it's on hulu is where i watched it so if you have hulu if you have 82 minutes you should definitely watch the movie (laughs) um and that's with credits, I think the movie is like seventy eight minutes long, yeah, really quick, yeah, and it's really good, so yes, Henry, you're one, and you kind of predicted it, you said you think I would actually might like it, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and I did um, the performances alone make this movie definitely worth watching, and it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea, but if you like great performances and actually, I think oh, it was shot really well, oh
4: yeah it it's the perfect example of like a very cheap indie movie that like I don't know inspiring yeah I guess. It, it's like,
0: with an indie director who like it, yeah the ending is very independent yeah but you know he doesn't have a big budget but his shots are always interesting yeah like how he frames them um it, it just there there's no i won't spoil it, but there's another part where he's like the man is uh, david is out in this field and cuz it's a 4 by 3 framing yeah. too yeah, yeah yeah but the way he's able to fill the frame with uh david on one side and this object on the other and how he films from the truck and the driving stuff, I think, is brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the one where you go, if this guy had a lot of money, he, could make he, he would make a really cool superhero yeah, movie. Yeah. Or, you know, an action film. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, You can tell he knows. Give him a project. Exactly. He, well. he, yeah. he knows where to put the camera, and he knows how to get performances, and yeah. he definitely does. Sweet. So, that was episode 600. And even though, I, I will have to say... There's something cool, even though I didn't like a lot of the films I watched. You get into this rut when we do this podcast that you're going to most likely see a good movie to a great movie. Um, And you would never get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So getting out of my comfort zone was kind of fun until I saw Cats and had to take a break. But um, other (laughs) than that.
3: Imagine, like, he's done, like, this 10-hour shift uh, (laughs) at his job. He (laughs) comes home. How did you know? That's exactly what happened. And Laura's like. Honey, another bad day is like, I just can't. Cats, it broke me. I can't. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> have to quit the force. I'd-, <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather
0: work a 12-hour shift than have to sit through another. And Cats was only like 90 minutes long, dude. I yeah. thought it was like two and a half hours. Oh, it's only 90? I thought it was two hours, too. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, it might be like an hour 45. But I don't know. I don't even know what it's about. I can't even tell you what the fuck this movie is about. And I watched it.
5: Well, you know, Ryan, you say that real nerds, you know, you should give every film a chance. But I think Cats might have broken you to the, the point did. where you're like, no, never <laughs> it, give It Cats probably a chance. did.
0: Because even stuff like uh, uh, Climax, I'm like, okay, this sucks ass. But, you know, it's at least interesting enough. I mean, I hated it. But at least it's interesting. Cats, I hated it and I wasn't interested. Because yeah. I can't even tell you what the plot of it is. Yeah. I but I think I got the plot right. I think they just want to go to heaven or something.
4: Yeah, they have to... But only one of them can go to
0: heaven. So I have to pick yeah. which one. Yeah. Oh, think. that's right. That's right. <laughs> they, they, they have to decide on which one is most deserving to go to heaven. That's yeah. right. Or Jellico, or whatever the fuck yeah, it's yeah, called. their version of heaven. Jelloland. Yeah, Jelloland. Yeah. <laughs> Jello that sounds way more fun. i
4: don't have to learn an entire new religion just to understand <laughs> this movie.
0: <laughs> um. So for everybody who's been on the journey with us for 600 plus episodes, because just 600 numbered episodes... Um, Thank you. Thanks to all my friends here. Um, We will continue next week with bottoms. So um, that should be fun. And if I could have everybody be quiet right now, because one of our faithful listeners is James's mother. And she told me about two months ago that the ending to the podcast where I say, and that's how you fucking do it. um, She's not a fan of. So um, I have a new ending just for, Miss Hart Golly gee willikers That was a great podcast Well real nerd knows your shot. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. Golly gee willikers, that was a great podcast!